0: This is Bottom of the Bill. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Bottom of the Bill. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, as always. Um, Chris, what's been going on, bro?
1: Doing good. It's uh, I had a chill week this week, which is great, because the past two months getting this Alchematic record out and the live show happening has been Gnarly. So we had the live release party Which, uh, before, last week.
0: Before you do, let's round of applause. We'll put, maybe we can get Jay to put a little applause uh, <laughs> thing in there.
1: I want confetti and a party hat. <laughs> I had... Specifically, didn't wear a hat so you could put a party hat in this week. The
0: uh, the show was awesome. Thanks, Uh, you guys crushed it. Congratulations, appreciate it. It It's not easy to pull off a full horn section. It
1: was not
0: two guitars, keys, backup vocalist, drums, percussion, the whole production, bro, was amazing. Uh, It
1: was it was wild, Um, and you know everyone delivered, which made it possible. If it weren't for that, it would have been impossible. Like we had a few rehearsals with the rhythm section, got everything lined out. But, um, the horn players pretty much came in and read their charts the day before and then showed up the next day and just, you know, made any mental adjustments and just nailed it. You know, it was, it was tricky, you know, but everyone came and delivered and that was, you know, it's, it's funny cause we kind of re- reversed engineered everything. Like we had the tunes and then, you know, kind of, made the adjustments for the studio over covid and kind of put all that you know extra studio pizzazz into it but that studio pizzazz hasn't been translated live Mm -hmm. so it's like the tunes were already there we knew the tunes and like the the core of them stayed the same but it's all these other little factors so we kind of reverse engineered it backwards so that was the first time getting to play the tunes live kind of like they appear on the record and uh it's cool. It's powerful, man. It's cool. Like being on stage, we did walk away during sound check. And I just had this moment of like, just the literal vibration of how loud it was. And, um, you know, just everyone playing the parts. I was like, I got just goosebumps of just like, holy this is, you know, wall of sound of just playing, playing this music. You know, it was, it was wild. It was a crazy feeling to feel. And, uh, you know, everyone in the band was received it super well. Everyone in the crowd that came out, which thanks to everyone that made it uh, an awesome event, um, it was just really well received. It was crazy. It was, you know, it was hard to put into words. It was really cool.
0: Hell yeah. And then Eric Kaufman holding it down on the sound. The triumph's so good out front. The
1: triumphant return. <laughs>
0: Yeah, which we got to get him on the podcast. Yeah, I want to hear all he's a, of what he, he's
1: he been going crazy the past couple of months. Yeah, just yeah. Going, every, I mean,
0: he's been working like
1: gnarly good. He's no, he, no, he's been working a gnarly good amount.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I misheard that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, th-
1: I want to know what you thought I said because you just gave me a look. I
0: thought you said about. Like he's been working. Uh, then that oh, if no, I no, cut no, you no, off. No no, 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 no. He's, uh,
1: been, he's been crushing.
0: Um, yeah, I told him he's got to come on and talk about his experience. So, yeah, man. uh, uh, that's going to happen soon for sure. Yeah. Um, anyways, back to the show. Uh, yeah, man, honestly, it was a great performance. The energy felt amazing. Everyone, you know, uh, played the parts well. And yeah. I thought, uh, you know, a shout out to all those guys for coming through and doing the thing.
1: Totally. And like to the other band, like we had star caller and cluster on and like, It was an awesome pairing, you know, because like Starcaller is pretty composed, but they've got some jammy elements. And then our set was essentially very composed with like a couple improv moments here and there. And then Cluster is really improv based. So it was kind of like these three bands all kind of like had shared qualities, but like different takes on them and stuff. So it was really, you know, a great pairing, ton of musicians out and about. So that was the big Thing on Sunday, and then this week has just been kind of like uh, a step back, and just kind of taking all that in, you know. And just like, you know, I've heard from some people that have checked out the record this week, and we're at the show, and um, it's been great. So now, you know, I've had this week to chill, and now it's going to turn around. We we had the show filmed, so we're going to have some some stuff dropping. We're already working on the next tunes, so it's uh, they'll we'll keep this rolling off of uh off of this. It's been. It's it's felt good. It's been some good momentum, so I'm gonna ride it a little bit. Hell see yeah, what we yeah. get.
0: Well deserved for
1: sure. Appreciate it, yeah. So that's been a it's been a good week. Had some fun filling gigs um, that were unorth- you know, just different. And uh, yeah, it's kind of catapulted me into the weekend.
0: Cool. What you been up to? Um, not a ton. Just getting prepared for the trip to L.A. La La Land. Which, when this comes out, I will be there. Mm-hmm. So. It's going fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's. I'm excited for it. Um, been hitting up some people, you know, all, all the, uh, the contacts that are out there. Um, just lining up some things and trying to organize It's so like overwhelming because it's like, first off, I have to play a gig, um, and the flight's out of Orlando, so I got to play a gig and then drive right down to Orlando, get to my cousin's house, um, maybe sleep for like, you know, an hour, an hour two tops, and yeah. then get, get an Uber to the airport. Cause I'm not gonna have my cousin wake up at four o'clock in the morning. That's pretty so, good. <laughs> good guy move right there. Yeah. And then, I mean, he's, he's letting me leave my car there for like two weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm good guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then uh, I'm going to fly and do that five hour flight. Uh, and then get there and deal with all that so it's it's a lot um, but then it's like funny is like you want to try and plan your time a little bit and mm-hmm. you know who you're going to be with when but then it's like everyone that i'm talking to are musicians so it's like you know everyone's got like yeah i'm in town but that might change or like yeah, yeah. hit me up when you're here we'll see what my schedule and everyone's schedule is so last minute that you can't really plan the trip yeah you know
1: well i was curious are you gonna you hit some jams are you gonna try and go back and solidify some connections at those jams? Or are you going to find some new spots and just keep the network branching? What's uh?
0: i I'll probably do a little bit of both, but I mean, I met some really good people when I was out there last time. Mm. Um, and I think I want to try and go down that lane and some of them are, are very much in the same genre. Like there's this band called, uh, butter funk. I want to say, uh,
1: I, uh, or funk butter
0: funk butter. Let me just make sure before I start putting the wrong shit out there. <laughs> uh, they
1: were your friends before you, before this? Well,
0: yeah, I, yeah right. Okay. Butterfunk family, they do, like, a yeah. thing every uh, Friday, I think, at a, what's this place called? Black Rabbit something or another, I forget what it's, it's over in Hollywood, and it's, like, a really dope little spot. Mm. I went to a lot of places when I was there, so it's hard to keep track, yeah, totally. you know? But, like, Um, some of the people in this crew, they're like a straight up like funk band, Mm. right? And then a lot of them are like, you know, the jazz guys are coming. So it's like you get this element that exists here Mm -hmm. that I'm very much plugged in with that like is out there to just doing like different things. So I want to kind of explore that realm and everyone seems to be they're all super inviting, really nice guys and very, uh, you know. Just excited about what was happening. So
1: it's kind of cool, man. Like I feel like this crop and this generation is a different breed. Cause I I feel I feel like an inviting thing from a lot of these kind of like monster industry players right now. I've met a couple of them and like I feel like it used to be very cold and cutthroat, but I think I just feel a different energy coming off of a lot, maybe not universally, but like um, you know, it's cool that you know, people are secure enough in what they do and are cool with just like bringing people into the fold you know, like, yeah, you know, that's a, or just, you know, like showing them the ropes a little bit and stuff like that. You know, it doesn't all have to be like side eye and everyone that introduces themselves to you.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I don't know, you know, what the dynamic is like fully, but what I experienced was very open and welcoming and, you know, who knows once you're there, things can change. Well, but- you know, um, but either way, you know, I like, I, I liked, you know, I want to go and explore uh, some of that, and, uh, um, and also I feel like, for a long time, the conversation about places like New York and L.A. It's been hard to to survive as an artist in these places to the and to a point where both have kind of, you know, you've seen where where creativity has kind of people feel like it's been stifled in these places because of like the industry hold and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think we're starting to see like a resurgence because um, I don't know, man. I mean, like, look at the, like all the, the people we've had in the podcast, Kevin Scott, Rick Lawler, that whole crew of people in New York mm-hmm. that are like, you know, really thriving as like creative people in these yeah. places. And then what I experienced out in LA was a lot of very creative people doing like working on cool music and just creative concepts in general everything was very like everything that you do is not just like like going out and hanging it's like it's an experience they're like you go to clubs and it's an immersive experience you go to a show there's like all these different elements that people are trying to bring to the table it's like i don't know it's just it's it's a fun environment like you don't feel um like kind of like an outsider you yeah, know what i mean
1: sick we'll have to give us some updates while you're out there
0: yeah for sure so i'm excited for that um so this week on the podcast you should get to our guest yeah. madison hughes who is um a great singer songwriter currently based out of nashville but from here in jacksonville and chris you've been playing with her a bit right
1: yeah we linked up just off social media and um got together and did some gigs um and you know got to know each other and this was kind of like her first foray into playing with a band and we just kind of luckily found each other and threw together a killing band and had some great shows and now we've got some more stuff up we're headed to orlando in november um so uh, for old red so keep an eye out all of our orlando peeps um yeah, it's it was uh, it's been a cool experience. Um, you know, she's so open to all these different directions within her music. You know, she's confident in what she's written, but like, opening to explore sonic spaces, not really tied to any genre, but interweaving a lot of them through her music. So it's a it's been a really cool gig to play. Um, and getting to know her has been awesome, and she's just on a meteoric rise. You know, it's yeah, been really dude, cool, to cool to see. I mean, even since we had her on, she's gone viral a second time yeah <laughs> so it's been so cool to see man
0: yeah some of you might recognize her from the voice um and uh or just you know from gigging around town uh, some of the music she's put out is doing really well on spotify and other streaming platforms mm-hmm. and now one of her songs i think is like blowing up on tiktok where all these people are doing these voiceover things and like it's uh really incredible so congratulations madison it's, yeah. it's awesome and um i thought the conversation was great it's always fun getting to kind of hear from people that are on the come up um especially when when they're navigating two different realms i think she's like back and forth between here and nashville yeah so like you know just i think we get into a lot of the the push and pull of you know of like wanting to i don't know you'll listen you'll hear it on the podcast we're not going to do the whole thing right now but check it out let us know what you guys think like share subscribe all that good stuff. Um, anything that we need to promote before I think we got merchandise in the Mm -hmm. description below. We're currently working on new stuff. So keep updated with that. Um, you
1: got a show coming up and you're back in town,
0: November 14th. I'm going to be at Jack rabbits. We got a crushing band. Um, it's me, Brandon Howell on drums. Eric, uh, Eric, uh, Kevin Ramos Whoops. on base. I knew an Eric Ramos in high school. That's why <laughs> it's confusing. Uh, and then we got Aaron Thorla on keys. We're putting together a really dope set, really fun music that we, I've never had a chance to play before. So it's challenging and exciting to work with these guys. Um, and then baked shrimp, a band from long Island whose episode will be airing soon as well. We just had Jared Cowan on the show from that band. We'll talk yeah. about all that. Um, So that's gonna be November 14th. We're gonna put the ticket link in the description as well. So you guys have it. Uh, You can also check out the Instagram. I'll be posting stuff about that show, um, more content with the band and uh, all that stuff. So my Instagram is also tagged in the description. So again, uh, let us know what you guys think of the episode and hope you enjoy. This is bottom of the bill. bill. Uh, Madison, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing fantastic.
0: <laughs> awesome. Thanks for being here today. We really appreciate it.
2: Thank you. It's great meeting you.
0: You as well. Are you, uh, how long are you in town for?
2: I will be here until after the Sing Out Loud Festival. Okay. So I have a ticket for that.
0: Oh, you have a t- you're not performing though? Oh, heck no. No.
2: They would never <laughs> choose me. What? I tried applying.
0: Uh, That's, that's wild. There's, you could easily, I mean, you could easily do that. I mean, it's just one of those things. But you've done a lot of cool shit since you've been here so far. You did the uh, national anthem anthem for the Jags game yesterday. Yes, that was
2: legendary. I mean, that doesn't get bigger than a stadium of 60,000 people. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that must have been pretty nerve-wracking, huh?
2: Yeah, like I was, I thought I would be more nervous for a sound check that morning, but definitely like my stomach dropped right before the real thing, like... Oh, the mean, sound delay was so bad. Yeah. So, how oh do you, how are you adjusting for that? I never used in ears before that morning.
3: Oof. <laughs> 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 oh my God. You <laughs> like,
0: to zoom in on that. What, is most? Uh, <laughs>
3: um, like, what a learning I, experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: 60,000
1: people, and you're like, how do I?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Ouch.
2: <sighs> yeah. But you just got to keep pushing through and just trust that your voice is going to carry you through to the end. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm.
0: for sure. I saw the, uh, there was like a, like a cell phone clip that I saw of it. Like right when the jets were, whoa,
1: nice.
0: (laughs) My first podcast. Sorry. (laughs) welcome. Uh, Right when the jets were like flying over. And then I was like, Oh, she breaking for the jets. And I was like, no, you just can't hear anymore. The jets were so loud.
2: Well, that's my problem for not, I was, I was too slow. Oh, I was supposed to be 90 seconds. And I think I, in the practice round, I was a minute, 33 seconds. This one, like, for the real thing, I guess I just went too slow and like they came. I guess they're supposed to come at home of the brave and then they fly over, right? That's
1: that sounds right. So that sounds sports. And so,
2: I mean, <laughs> I guess I, I just sang too slow. So, because they had a, um, I'm not sure what the title of the person is who's coordinating the flyover to be timed exactly when you sing the last phrase because they're, they're flying from 10 miles off, um. Grid, I guess.
0: Okay, yeah. And then, so you got to be ready to go. Yeah, but these are mark. so
2: many things I did not know how detailed it was, and all the effort goes into just this one portion of the game, like so many moving parts of just the Jacksonville Jaguars experience. Yeah, you know. But.
0: Was um did uh. uh were you able to still hear yourself when that happened or were you like completely...
2: Especially when the, the planes flew flew over, I heard nothing. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> this is my turn to have the biggest note here. Um, but I think the people in the crowd loved it regardless. I'm like,
0: yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Especially
2: in the flag waving when you say... Oh, yeah. As far Spangled Banner that waves. Oh, yeah. It's great.
0: People go apeshit for it. Oh, yeah. You didn't have a timer or
2: anything? No, I thought there would be like a clock that I could watch. That but then I was sense. like, would I lose the emotion if I'm staring at the clock the whole time? I don't know. It's one of those things that's just like, whatever happens, happens. And you can, I mean, I practiced that song so many times the whole week prior to that. It's like, yeah, I try to time it close to 90 seconds and not hit any wrong notes. But at the end of the day, I just want to convey the message. Of yeah. the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. So
0: well, you did a great job. Hopefully, we it. did that. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, it was uh, awesome.
2: Thanks.
0: Um, and then you guys play a show underbelly afterwards.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. Chris over yeah. there in the corner, oh, which yeah. I wish you were over here on camera. I don't know why they throw you in the GoPro. What? Okay. <laughs> this uh, is getting up here. I've only
1: I've, I bring it up every week. This is getting an upgrade, and it's going to be the nice camera. It's, yeah. <laughs> he knows. Come on. Um, yeah, we we went and played right afterwards. It was a blast. Yeah. Um, Killing band. It was kind of like a coincidental meeting, um, but like it's one of those things where we just kind of ended up linking up, found a great group. The music was awesome, and uh, the I mean, the it really was the vibe was just incredible. Not just the musicianship, but everyone really clicked personality wise, and that is like the, the kind of secret sauce of a show. Like musically, is like if everyone's having a good time together and not just getting through the motions. Um, it was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. And I've only played with a band like on the voice show where it's just like, so impersonal, they're just behind you. You don't even know who their names, you know, and they just like play your 90 seconds of the audition song and then bye. but like forming, um, a band here in Jacksonville to like play live. That's such a different experience. So I'm glad we got connected so you could help source the other people because I think i posted on the Jacksonville musicians, Facebook group. Hi. Here's my bio. Here's a picture of what I look like. I'm looking to try to start up in the live music around town. Um, and then I think Chris saw that or something yeah. and then went from there.
1: What a dice roll that can be too. Yeah. Like, you know. I
0: mean, totally.
2: Yeah. Like I was going to choose some other members and Chris was like, Oh, I'm glad you found me. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, you don't
2: know who's going to be lazy and not care and like, you don't want to be awkward like oh sorry i'm firing you just i don't know like some people have au- like audition process and like you come in and leave It just kind of feels weird but this was great right off the bat so that's kind of lucked out yeah,
0: yeah totally and who did you have on the on the uh on the lineup yeah in the lineup
1: um so mm-hmm. i got um i kind of just handpicked some of my favorite mm-hmm. players um that i thought might fit the vibe so we had Craig Rieger on kit mm-hmm. um, Kevin Ramos on bass um, Jessica Hope on keys and vocals and Millie Hudson on mandolin fiddle and vocals hell yeah um, and it was just I mean again just like the right player for each environment like they all had good work ethics and like all just have that kind of easygoing with the flow personality so it like really it meshed. I think originally I had Craig and Ramos because you were like let's get a band mm-hmm. um, and then I think you had met Millie kind of the same sort of way through the internet, and I was like, "Oh, you know Millie? Right. That's <laughs> you're on point with that. Great." Yeah. And uh, then it was like, "Should we get guitar or keys?" I'm like, "Well, keys could be a nice addition." Mm-hmm. And um, I also know this girl that sings while she plays keys, yeah. so that could that could help. And and we you sent us the music, we you know charted it out and came in for the first rehearsal, and it was just like, "Oh I, yeah, this sounds like the record. This is awesome. Yeah. This is you guys checked it out. That's I know. And we joke about it, but it's surprisingly." maybe not rare but it's like a 50 50 shot of like well I'll just try to ear it out or I'll listen to it on the way over to rehearsal and get the gist of it and we'll iron out the details not like like Craig and Ramos both showed up with a notebook of like all right I do my hits on the end of four and like the bass doesn't walk up here but the chords don't do that so I gotta remember to tell them that like the bass and the root and the, they were just so prepared like though you guys did great you guys and are that's awesome.
2: cool especially on like my level like it's Cool to see people putting effort in, even though you're not like Carrie Underwood and already, you know. I mean. So bow down, and I'll be.
0: It's funny the perspective because, like, you're doing mu- like a lot more than what most of the local artists here in Jacksonville are. So, like, for a lot of people, that would look at your scenario and be like, "This is a great scenario to actually put the effort in on," right? Yeah. So it's like, but it is interesting, you know, because the industry here doesn't really exist. Right? Like the musicians don't see the point in putting in the effort because it doesn't really pay off at the end of the day. It's like we're still making X amount of dollars on a bar gig where you're coming in, you're from Jacksonville, yeah? Yeah. And then you move, you're back and forth between here and Nashville. Yeah.
2: I like rented a place in Nashville two years ago. And so I travel back and forth most okay. of the
0: time. And this is your first time kind of playing with a band that's not yes, like part and of Yes, I the had no list.
2: idea, Willie about the Jacksonville music scene at all. I know like two people growing up here that were singers and that was it.
0: Were you not pursuing music when you were still here?
2: I was so in self-doubt mode. Like, oh, I didn't really fully start recording music till after The Voice when I was like, oh, cool, Blake Shelton validated me. Now I'll go chase my dream. But so many people struggle with that, for real.
0: Yeah, definitely. 100%. Where do you think that, Comes from is that like did, do people did were people not validating you when you were younger? Or is it just like something? That you no, on I think
2: it's just my. Everyone tells me like you are so hard on yourself. You're such a perfectionist that da, da, da. I'm like I know, but it's good for me to be a perfectionist. Yeah, you should be. Definitely. Um, I don't know where that comes from. Like I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm insecure anymore. I had to work at that in the past couple of years. Like mm-hmm. really, like overcoming like the self doubt that. And just like confidence issue, but I was like, at the end of the day, I don't want to regret not recording music and like doing what I love, you know. So, yeah,
0: for sure. I mean, that's that's the thing that you have to get over. You have to get over that insecurity, and then like putting yourself out there and using social media as like a tool. Because I know it sucks and it's annoying. Nobody wants to like sit there and like talk to a phone or like you know. Put, just you don't want to do all that, but like you kind of have to get over that right thing.
2: Well, um, back to the whole Jacksonville music, like it's funny, people in Nashville, they're all like, Oh, Jacksonville, that's cool, like Southern rock, and you got Leonard Skidder, da da da. So it's like, I don't know what happened, like to
1: it never evolved, like from the 40, 50 years ago, like there mm-hmm. was that big pop, and it that's kind of like what it's known for
0: it's like yeah and i think there's just like there's there's other places to like industry doesn't really matter what kind of industry it is like there's a place where it thrives and there's a place where it doesn't right so like music and entertainment thrives in three cities in this country and then the rest of them are like there's good scenes but like they're not it's not like an industry hub like labels management companies and like they're not really existing out of these places so like you need like LA, Nashville, New York and then like some like Atlanta's got some stuff and whatever Chicago maybe but like those are the three hubs right so i think that it gets to a point when you know a long time ago maybe you had some other places where people were breaking out of and and then they all end up going to those places anyways because that's where the money's at and then you know those places just become the hub so people that are from everywhere else, they just move there and they do it.
2: I know. And I'm so like torn between that because I wrote this song called Chasing Cities because I wanted to move to L.A. and Nashville. So I tried out both of them for L.A. just half a year. I quickly knew that wasn't the vibe for me. What about um, it? Did you not enjoy? Just like way too big of a town and, or town, city. Like yeah. <laughs> like what? There's No.
0: Not your vibe.
2: I mean like Santa Monica and Hollywood takes an hour to get to and that's all LA. Yeah. I know Jacksonville is actually very similar. <laughs> like and takes 45 minutes to get anywhere. Yeah,
0: the traffic here yeah. is not really a problem though. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, I just was like how am I gonna I moved there knowing zero people probably wasn't. I just still wanted to see what was out there and but sometimes you know right away is this the vibe for me or not. But.
0: In Nashville um, you got that vibe?
2: I mean I like Nashville. It's just like lots of gatekeeping there and it gets frustrating and you're like well what am I sacrificing for living in the industry city it's like am I happy here am I like missing home and all those things but then I'm like oh but it's is there still something like I can chase here like those are all questions that I still think about um I mean it's not like Nashville helped me get on the voice like I did that on my own I just applied and like Thank God that they let me in. Like, it's cool because it's not a non-gatekeeping competition. You know, you just apply. Like, anyone can do it. Mm -hmm. But Nashville, all the listening rooms and all the writer's rounds, like, you got to know the certain person and all these different political things. And I'm just like, wait in in line. Like, it's a 10-year town. And so there's – it's problems too. And I don't want to sound cynical and, like, upset and, like, I'm jealous of everyone else in Nashville. But – it has its annoyances too, but I'm also I do enjoy living there too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know it's it's hard to know. Like uh, I should be like grateful for everything that's happened because there's lots of positives. But for people listening, like it' not is all so glamorous. The whole no.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, there's. There's it's incremental growth, and then you're seeing people around you that have been doing it for less time, or that right. have, you know what they're getting different opportunities, and that's just kind of the way that it works. Um, everyone's got their own trajectory, and it happens when it happens for anybody. I think the point is like just to keep sticking with it, and you'll you'll find like you'll create your avenue, you know. Mm-hmm. It's uh, but I want to like kind of go back to like the differences like Jacksonville and Nashville and places like that because they're. Be, Nashville being what it is there it like everyone there's chasing that thing, right?
2: Yeah, and then you are such a nobody when you go there like I was so humbled when I went there Yeah. <laughs> Even though here people not everyone knows me maybe from yesterday's anthem more people will know about me, but Still like that is a very real thing you feel when you get there like all the podcasts there like they wouldn't I don't know. It's all like we want to interview Jason Aldean and right just yeah. don't like I don't know, it's so hard. You feel like you have to prove yourself so much and I'm kind of tired of doing that. Yeah. Like begging people, "Pick me." <laughs> like, well, <yeah. laughs>
0: how long have you been there for?
2: Um, uh, it's been about 2 years now. 2 years. We've rented some other folks together, but
0: And you haven't you don't And still
2: haven't like popped off there at all. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Because there is a certain sound that they like. Like even the guy who produces music for me is like you should try to get your music seen in Europe. Like, they would appreciate it because it's different. And maybe the market over there is, you know, doesn't want the whole country rap thing because Nashville is thinking about money, obviously. So
0: every yeah. industry city is going to have that. I mean, yeah.
2: Even though my music has streams on Spotify, like, so people are listening to it. It's not like it's so unique that no <laughs> one like likes it.
1: But it's unfortunate. It just has that element of real music. And re- that's an almost unfair thing to say, but it's very kind of driven in the roots of where the style comes from, genre-wise. Yeah, like, it's
0: more authentic. There's like blues yeah.
1: and soul elements, which is in country, like people kind of, and even jazz, like all that stuff kind of influenced country. And now it's gone such a direction that people almost yeah. forget that it it should sound like that. Or it came from that at the very least. Yeah. And like, yeah, a whole city is based off of like, let's take a whole different direction. I know. Which is wild that there's not even like an avenue there for like the thing that created the city in the first place like even Mm. a subsection of like no we this whole thing we like the authentic thing it's like nope everyone wants it seems like
2: there's just one venue in nashville like robert's western world that really likes the old stuff still yeah but Mm -hmm. i don't know
0: have you thought about uh, is that is that why you came back here to try and like put a band together? and well
2: yeah I was <clears throat> I was originally putting the band together because I was like, well, I'm singing the anthem. It would be cool to meet everybody after the game. It's literally right down the street. Uh, it's a local music venue. Um, I figured that would be better than going back to the beaches. I don't know yeah, if, yeah so it, for it sure. forced me to like find people here like to put a full band sound together.
0: Now, is there um, a goal that you're trying to achieve with this? Because I know um, we talked a little bit about it off the podcast, but I, I just, I, I heard the interview that you did on OG Sesh podcast. A shout out to those yeah. guys. I didn't even shout know there's out. another <laughs> podcast in Jacksonville. Okay. So no. that's cool. Yeah. Um, so you currently, uh, it, it's, when you go into the studio, it's all built under one thing, right? So you're getting your time, and then your producer's getting, you know, the the right. pieces the puzzle right. put together. You're getting built for that. Is there something, uh, is there something about putting a band together yourself that you that you're looking for to kind of maybe offset those costs, or maybe just have a more you know real collaborative experience? Uh, what's yeah, the purpose like the of next? Doing this?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, all the feedback I've gotten when I've performed solo, they're like. It's great, but, I mean, when you're live, like, we want to hear more energy and more... I mean, in a listening room, it's fine to play by yourself, but if I want to get known more than just on TikTok, social media, it's like, you have to play live, and I want, I just want it to have a full band sound because I also enjoy hearing all the instruments and, like, having the song be fully played out how we recorded it. Um, and I also hear, like, the next steps. I don't want to just be, like, a Spotify streaming artist. Like, would like to play more places. So, um, when I first outreach the venues and I would, this was, like, six months ago, I'd be like, hi, I'd love to perform here. They're like, oh, by yourself? Uh, that doesn't work. And so learning all these things, I didn't know about booking and venues and what they're looking for and all that. And it helps to have a band. And, um. Would love to just continue to travel around. would be Would be really fun. We thought about taking on the rest of Florida for a first stop. Um, but again, I have to ask Chris about Chris about all my <laughs> booking questions because I'm still new and learning. But. We're all, we're all, f- all
1: figuring it out as we go. All, all the answers I have are all just figured out of the things I've done wrong yeah. or the nose I've gotten, you know, and someone else, so many tell you, knows. The, you know, someone could tell you something completely different, but at the end of the day, it's, it's like, we've mentioned it, but like knowing your worth, knowing what to ask for and like, being right. confident you're in
2: that. good at that too.
1: I've had a lot of, uh, and I think a lot of us in this industry have had like a lot of the, uh, maybe disrespects too strong of a word, but like, um, kind of this indifference towards arts yeah. and like the craft that you spend a lot of time totally putting together. So like you get to a certain point, it's like, well, look, I'm not, you know, selling out arenas or anything, but I know that the time I've put in yeah. and what that's worth to me and I'm either going to get that or I'm going to just spend more time doing my crafts, you know, not being underappreciated. And nice. I'm happy to pass that spirit along to anyone at any level, you know, to like, just say, no, go get what you're worth or what you think you're worth. Cause yep. like, if you think you're worth that, you definitely are.
0: You know. I don't know if that's true. And oh, okay, okay, want
3: to push okay. Back on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we okay. go. Fight, fight, okay, okay, fight. Okay, fight.
1: no, I know exactly <laughs> where your head went for that, <laughs> I and I, I, I feel that. But there's got to be some spirit of that that's true. I know the there is plenty of people who think they're $10 million and they shouldn't leave their bedroom. (laughs) Right?
0: Yeah. I, it's
1: probably where you're about to go.
0: Yeah. More or less. I just, yeah, totally. And I I just more mean that in the sense where when you're touring and you're hitting new markets, there's no demand for you in a market yet. So like understanding the other side of it too, where if they're going to, if you're a ticketed venue, not like a bar, but you're, you're selling tickets to a show, and you're hitting them up and they have a a night to give you, chances are, I mean, not chances are, they're not going to pay you. You're going to get a percentage of the door and it's gonna be a real, you're gonna get a bad split on it because they're assuming all the risk and if no one shows up, they're eating all the costs. So there's all that stuff to factor in. So understanding that you're new to a market before, you you can't walk into a place like Underbelly you know, being from, you know, somewhere in Virginia, no one's ever heard of you before and say, well, you want a thousand dollars. It's like, well, you've never played in Jacksonville before and you're not, there's no, there's no data that shows me you're worth a thousand dollars in Jacksonville, you know? So
1: let me walk back <laughs> uh, about cover gigs and stuff. We've cause cover we've, gigs, got, we've yeah, got a yeah, couple yeah. of those and yeah. there's enough thing. There's enough. Uh, Data for a cover gig to walk in and demand a thousand bucks original stuff's different. Yeah, the spirit I Is always always go for the spirit, but like take that dose of reality Especially with like the original venues because like those have a different, you know, operating system but like
0: the spirit but the spirit I very much agree with like understanding like Knowing that you you do have intrinsic value and that you're talented and that you deserve to be out there amongst the you know to be working with the best in the business like understanding yeah. having that perspective is important
1: and then walking into a venue going okay I know this is my first time let's yeah. get that data do well yeah, and then exactly. I know that I can come back with a str- stronger next time exactly. like knowing all that stuff but still walking in like I'm the baddest bitch in this room kind of thing you know like I I own the room even if it's like all right cool we're opening up for so and so in Milwaukee and we're getting a 20 80 split in our in, in their favor you know like yeah so we're gonna make so, fourteen dollars in a burger for our pay <laughs> right
2: so like what would be the logical step because someone could like you said from the outside looking in oh you know she's pretty popping off in jacksonville locally like what else does it take to like get to the next level is it blowing up like oliver anthony on tiktok again like well you know
0: certainly how do
2: you prove yourself if i get it with the venues like it's a real very real thing they have to risk and i get it but
0: yeah If I knew the answer to that, I would not still be sitting in Jacksonville. Um, That being said, uh, I've done a ton of touring over the years. And uh, what seems to be the best model, I think, is first building a base in your hometown is super important. And you can go, people can go back and forth on that. There's many schools of thoughts on it. I think that the safest way is certainly to build your base at home first. And then you can start you can start co-billing with people when they come to your hometown, like up and coming bands from like St. Pete or something, or Orlando, they're coming through Jack's all the time. And then you can be like, okay, great. Well, if I'm on this bill with you, I know we're gonna bring 50, 100 people out here. And then when you come back to, and then you do a good show for them, then they wanna bring you to their hometown. Like, hey, we can do the same numbers for you in our town. So come to Tampa and we'll play crowbar or something and we'll, we'll you know, pack the room out. And then that way you're getting in front of these people and you're building your markets that way. And then you might, and then you'll at least make something on the door. Like, cause you'll get like, you know, if, if a band's headlining, they might take 70% of the door and then they'll, or they might take, you know, 50%. They give you like, you know, 10%, 20%, and then the venue the takes the rest or whatever. So like you'll make something on that, right? And then he kind of feeds a machine. You can pay your guys. You can pay gas, you know, if you need a hotel, things like that. Um, and you keep it moving. But I think just slowly building out. Because like social media is one thing. You can pop. And, like you can get like viral videos, and you know you can hit the streaming numbers, and it's all super great. But like that doesn't translate to no. ticket sales at mm-hmm. all.
2: No, and I had to learn that very like humbly. You know, it's, you just you would think, oh, I've got all these fans. It's like okay, they live in Austria. it's Like that does not <laughs> right. help.
0: <laughs> right? It's buying a plane ticket or what? <laughs> oh, right? My God. And it's like, And 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 it's interesting too because you don't know, unless you have the infrastructure to really find out where those numbers are coming from you don't know what's authentic and what's not either mm-hmm. that was know? like
2: robot streams and yeah.
0: stuff yeah which is like oh
2: my gosh God, I know
0: I just it's read weird. an article this morning well more I didn't read the whole article I read the headline but spotify you to is it on an audiobook no <laughs> <laughs> uh Call back. good yeah
2: um
0: Spotify is getting hit now for for like being a uh, for people that are um, embezzling money, right? It's, and like they're they're using streaming as like as a, a a front.
1: I was wondering when the industry would get to that. Like yeah. there's you can launder money in any kind launder of way.
0: money—that's the word I was looking for. Still, Jesus. same thing. Yeah.
1: It was a matter of time, right?
0: Yeah. So like just knowing that information right there, you know, you're looking at your Spotify numbers or. You know, I'm sure that it's TikTok and all that's the same where there's like, you're looking at your numbers and you're like, that's amazing. But then as an artist, you're like, you can track where those, where those streams are coming from. Right. So like, you're like, man, I've got, you know, a million streams and 90% of them are coming from, you know, I don't know, uh, somewhere in Iowa. So like, well, let's go book a show in Iowa. But then like, you realize, well, these are just like streaming farms, people putting their money into to launder and clean their money and then it's just fake numbers coming at you so Mm -hmm. it's like it's really hard to collect data and figure out Mm -hmm. where you know so like authentic playing in the room getting on the road it's still like the way to do it i think you Mm know right and that shit's hard
1: (laughs) you leverage one against the other i think you know and not fully putting weight on you know maybe especially the the internet side of it but like if like use it knowing that it's like, you know, this kind Long of this aspect. intangible thing, you know, it's like,
2: it is. yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: These are numbers. I can give them to you as a starting point, but also the more you play shows, you're like, I know I can do these numbers. I have done these numbers. And then in conjunction with that, you're like, this is, it kind of creates that in person. And then almost like, almost like a resume, you know, or, you know, some sort of, kind of digital sheet epk almost it's like yeah it's it it is what it looks like but i can also do this like yeah they do help each other regardless of do, yeah. regardless of how like they because nowadays you like with what's inflated and what's not you know it's hard to say but it is something you know like
3: yeah
1: i know like i've gone and looked for like sponsorships and stuff like that and companies will get back to me and go yeah we're not even interested unless you can show us you've got like 60k followers or something like that they they don't even they're not vetting if every single one of those are real they just want to see a number before the conversation even starts yeah Mm. so like things like that you know it's not always you know the most maybe authentic or healthy way to do business but it is like it does at least get some people's attention to then go and do real business with down the line and that's not necessarily how venues operate but like
0: It it is something, you know, have you, have you, uh, done much like pitching to labels or anything like that?
2: Um, yeah, I came up with this whole pretty solid email pitch to a bunch of, I had a whole list of all my favorite artists, managers. Some of them were like lower tier artists, some of them, um, the higher side. And so I emailed all them most, uh, didn't reply. And then I got two of them saying, sorry, we're at capacity for taking on new artists um so i was kind of like whatever it's still more motivation to keep trying and maybe it's not there yet maybe not time yet and i totally understand so but like back to figuring out how to play locally instead of waiting on an agent and waiting on people it's like how do i make something happen here like playing at a jaguar's tailgate or something you can start on your own where you're not waiting on a venue to get back to you
0: right anyway no that's that's a hundred percent true. And there's like all different kinds of ways that you can try and like capitalize on existing things. Right. So like an after party first stuff is super uh you know, it's a good way to get in front of people and all that. Um so I don't know. It's it's hard though. Have you done any touring at all? Nope. No. None. It's yeah, I mean it's it's hard. And even even with the way that like that I just laid it out, I think a lot of people would say to do it that way, but still just trying to figure out how do you get people to buy into the I know, thing, it's right? like
2: people that want to everyone will go watch Chris Stapleton on a Monday night because it's Chris Stapleton they'll yeah. come out and see him. So it's like obviously that's like a hard goal to get to be that act that people must go and leave their kid at home and go see you. Um, but it's like not try to get too ahead of yourself. It's like, okay he's the biggest star in America. Like enjoy the journey. You know, that's too. It's like I'm not trying to get upset now and be like the world's against me and all that attitude that I just do not want to have that vibe from myself. So. Yeah.
0: Well, and, it, and it's, and it's just, you know, it's just not the case. I think, you know, and I, it's easy to get wrapped up in that stuff. There's a lot of artists that do you hear about it all the time. Right. Especially being in towns like Nashville or LA, New York, where people are so just bitter.
2: So it. <laughs> I know it's so bad. They, they
0: haven't gotten there. They just, you know, wh- whatever know. reason it just didn't happen. And,
2: and there's nothing you can say. You'd be like, oh, sorry, man. Just, yeah. Uh, what are you
0: <laughs> Yeah, totally. <laughs> and, um, but you know, I, I, think that, uh, I think that the, that what artists have that, you know, a lot of musicians that are, you know, trying to hop on the thing don't have is that if you keep trucking away at it, you're going to create your lane and your avenue mm-hmm. where like musicians, Like we're, we're, we're like hired to do things and that's much more of your, your, uh, you know, your life is in somebody else's hands at that point, you know? So it's, it's that, and those are the people you find like are the most bitter. It's like the the hired guns are like, well, this person. Is there a difference
2: between a hired gun and like a, you're part of Marcus King band?
0: Um, I think that they're, I I think that they're one in the same. I I just think that somebody got high. It's it's like, it's like, is there a difference between somebody who works at a corporate gig versus somebody who's like playing in bar bands? And it's like, you know, the difference being that you got a good job that's stable, but that could go away at any minute. And then you're, you're back on the hunt again. Right. Mm. So it's, it's the same crop of people. I think,
1: yeah, I think that's a fair way to put it. I would have, I would have given a little more lenience to like, I think there's a difference between a hired gun and like a first call bandmate Mm because you know, if a first call bandmate can't do it or something, a hired gun's taking that spot, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that everyone on the road is on the album and stuff like that. Like, just cause you're in the band and like, all right, you might be the first call for the guy. So in a sense you're like that hired gun, but I know let's, let's say Marcus King, I know he's been using the same, at least rhythm section for like the past 10 years, you know? So like, like you said, stable gig could go away like i know they're not on every album but
0: like yeah like if that, if that it, that's all i'm saying is if it goes away that they're back on that thing so exce- it's like yeah they have a good job right now like sure they're, they're 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 solid same thing with the guys on those late night shows and like snl bands and stuff like yeah, that yeah yeah like all of well, them not
1: the roots right
0: not well not the roots obviously but like the rest <laughs> of those bands are just like yeah. you know like paul schaefer and like the bands that he puts together mm-hmm. it's like these are all people that exist in those ecosystems that are on tour and doing other things they're getting called for studio work and that's like their really cushy day job totally but that could go away and they're back mm-hmm. on the hunt again you know so yeah i don't know but then for instance like if we're looking at uh you know like the rolling stones like keith uh, keith richards is not a hired gun no right? he's not the front guy but he's like a staple he's like the guy he's a guy in the band you know yeah it's a different yeah. kind of thing I, right a I good
1: but he's he's a name that goes with the band like, yeah yeah
0: same thing with like pink floyd right like like yeah sure. like, there's, well, there's no
1: and those are all those are all bands with a band name like if you go yeah. and look at like marcus king is marcus mm-hmm. king that's the guy you're yeah. supporting like i feel like that's mostly the case I, and there's exce- i feel like there's exceptions cuz like brandy carlile has the two dudes that she plays with i only know them as the twins I, I don't know their name but like those are i like it they're almost like built into her identity and like live show and studio stuff like they're on every acoustic session they're on every like they're essentially the band and in my mind i would put them alongside of like the stones in terms of like they're like a core member of that band but their names aren't out there so i think i think it's like almost situational like in terms yeah. of like who's really core to your stuff and who's like you know kind of on the fringe helping you support
0: the thing yeah All right guys, this episode is brought to you by Best Buds CBD store. If you're like me, maybe THC isn't always the right high for you, or maybe the legal status of THC has you a bit hesitant to indulge. So at Best Buds CBD store, they have an array of CBD and Delta 8 THC products. These guys truly care about their service, so everything is meticulously sourced and prepared to deliver a top-notch product and experience. If you head to their website, you'll find all kinds of educational information regarding Delta THC and CBD. Uh, Not to mention, if you use promo code BOTBPOD, that's B-O-T-B-POD, you'll save 10% on your order. This is not a one-time deal. If you use promo code BOTBPOD, Every time you place an order with Best Buds, it will give you 10% off. That's in perpetuity forever. So head over to bestbudscbdstore.com and start saving on all of your CBD and Delta A products. Enjoy guys.
2: I think uh, you don't want to be unhappy living in a place. that's just so grind and- it
0: Kills the inspiration, mm-hmm. right? I mean- That's like, true,
2: yeah. Especially like you said, as the artist, you got to be inspired and keep your head up and have things to write about.
0: Now, do you feel like being in a place like Jacksonville um, would inspire you more?
2: See, uh, that's a good question. Um, As long as I'm setting up songwriting sessions with people on a steady basis, because I don't like fully writing alone. Um, And my main songwriting partner, he lives in New Jersey. So see, you don't have to be based in Nashville to be the best songwriter. But that was another plus that came out of Nashville is meeting people who do that for a living. And if they want to give me a song that they were supposed to give to Dolly Parton or something and, oh, if I had the chance to record that, I'm definitely going to do that, you know, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't have found them if I maybe lived in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. So
0: Right. And that's kind of the thing that I, I think about a lot where it's like the inspiration that you can have from not constantly having to like compete in a sense right in a saturated mm-hmm. city but then also there's inspiration being somewhere where there's everyone that's like on the same page right yeah like in jacksonville i feel like it's if you're thinking like somebody in nashville or in la then people are like what are you doing right like, why Ugh. right and so, it's like so hard. what
2: are you run, what do you run into with that like do people like I mean, <laughs> I don't you know.
0: It's it's uh, he, he, what uh, I can, I can say the way I feel, right? I don't know. I don't want to speculate on how. It's the same
2: thing as like the public versus private school. Like, oh, you went to a private school, you suck. That's, I feel that's like very thing, similar.
0: That that's the thing, right? It's like you wanna you wanna think that you're that you're th- because you're thinking a certain kind of way, and you wanna bring some of that energy to where you're at. But like, there is a resistance from people that are on the ground um like in cities like this where the reason why they never went to a place like that cuz they they didn't want to deal with all the shit that comes with it but for me I'm like if if the industry does isn't here then why right. then why why work so hard i know because like there's no, like okay if i we can have songwriting sessions all day but like who are we going to pitch them to? I know. Or, or if we, you know, like who's going to invest in the idea? Is there a label on the ground here that's going to put, you know, $500,000 into an artist development right. deal? It's like, that's the problem, right?
2: It's hard. It's because I hear these cool bands, like remember Bishop Gunn? They came out of yeah. Natchez, Mississippi. Uh-huh. And I know they up and moved to Nashville because they had an investor there that was like, we're going to have you record here, blah, 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 and send you out world tour. But then there's people here that, still live here the tedeschi band and who else flip turn is big they're here The phase wave guys are big too like they're all based here so i'm like is there still a way like if you're a, a touring band that you can be based from anywhere
1: i don't know i think there's i think yes to that but also to your sense of like you have to operate like you're in one of those industry cities regardless Mm -hmm. if you're there or not and kind of in defense of like not in defense but like back to the social media side of stuff even though it is a kind of gamble almost like a faceless thing like there is this element of like and all the guys not all the guys but a lot of people we've talked to in bigger cities or in bigger parts of their career have like said you can be in all these places the internet does help with connectivity so if you make a real connection With one or two people, and they can keep, and they just maybe pop in and see that, oh, this person is a professional. They're operating at like an industry level. Sure, they don't live in an industry city. There's ways to stay connected where maybe, okay, maybe you're not doing every single thing a person does in that city. Like maybe you're not hitting showcases, maybe you're not in a session every other day or something like that, but you're operating like a professional. That, I mean, that carries its weight. It might take you longer to get out of a city like Jack's, but like it can be done. Like all those bands that you listed off that are from here are operating at that industry level and like working really hard. They may not hit every bar gig. They may not hit every jam, but they're hardworking, making the connects out of the town. Like you mentioned Flip Turn, their management companies in Charleston, uh, Atlas. And so like they have these out of town connects and operate with a higher level mentality and I think that pays off for them. And I mean, like, so if you do live in a place like this, having a more global mentality than a local mentality, I think is the only way to do it if it's going to work. And it doesn't always work for everybody, right? Like, there's a lot of bands that try hard and maybe don't get off the ground.
0: Well, yeah, and I, and I also think that a lot of it's just not staying here, right? Like, Flip Turns been on the road for a long, long yeah, time. Yeah, I know. And they've been making contacts everywhere. You know, there's also, and there's... I think like half of them don't even live here anymore. But I'm not they sure. They all
1: live here.
2: They all live in the uh, house to, together uh, I thought. Mitch told me something. Not.
0: Doesn't matter. I'm anyway, a, anyway yeah. <laughs> yeah. But for <laughs> a long time
1: they did and maybe they, you know.
0: Yeah. But either way, um and then you have uh, um like Tedeschi Trucks, okay, like I mean Susan Desk Tedeschi's know, not from different... here. Derek Trucks, I mean Almond <laughs> Brothers, I mean like, you know, yeah. he's also I mean one of the most talented people on the planet, but also, <laughs> right? Like co- connections are connections. So Yeah. Um I don't know. I, I think that um, for me, I find it hard to get inspired in a place where there's not a lot of creativity happening. Um, I can see your point, though, where like being in a place where it's so competitive, like just kind of crushing creativity.
2: Yeah, I think it, it literally goes both ways. That's why I'm like, go write your songs in Wyoming, then. <laughs> like, yeah. go. Do the John Mayer like, thing. Go. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. It's uh it's something that, I, that I, I struggle with a lot myself. And considering, you know, like, do you stay do you or do you, yeah. do you go somewhere? You know, and
2: yeah. did uh, you ever have like your exploration phase where you're like, I'm gonna move to Alaska or something? And well, I'm I am. Uh, I mean, I haven't
0: said said it publicly yet, but I mean, I am moving. I'm going to L.A. Um, so like, I,
2: I can fit your vibe. I can see that.
0: I, I, I like the energy there. I'm from Miami, so, like, I like big cities. I like the whole thing. I was out there over the summer, and um, I have friends that are out there that are doing very well. Um, and the the community that I that I, I felt, like, existed um, was not so much what you hear about in other places, like, where you hear it so cutthroat and this and that, and I guarantee you that's all there. I'm not trying to say it's, like, you know, this mecca for, for like, positivity and amazing things (laughs) but like um i felt like an eagerness from everybody to like work and connect and that was exciting to feel um
2: yeah i feel like you have to scratch the itch if you you know you're kind of your heart's leading you there that's what i had to do i was like I want to go to Montana, so I just went for two months, and then I said, "Never mind, and whatever." What What about Montana? Did you want to? I just, I guess, the show Yellowstone. <laughs> Your shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's just like the typical Hollywood thing. It's so cool, Bozeman, Montana. Was
0: there like something like musically <laughs> that you wanted to pursue no. or you just wanted to be in that area? No,
2: that was when I wasn't. I hadn't fully decided that I was going to like record and stuff yet.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah,
2: kind uh, of pre that era. And
0: no. do you? So, yeah, it's 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 the moving back to Jacksonville thing. Like the ba- like the back and forth. It's so like I, I can understand. Because
2: like part of me like doesn't want to let go, and then I don't want to fully settle in there and be like I'm a full transplant and I love Music City. It's like ugh.
0: I totally be- I totally so believe hard. that if you that if you like went all in and just stayed in Nashville you would find your people and you would, like, find your your uh, your thing and, like, you mm-hmm. it would it'd mold into that thing and you can find the avenue you're looking for. I think, you know, two years, especially with the way things have been going, the last three of them, right, with, like, COVID and all this right. stuff, it's, like, the entertainment industry is so disrupted and it's, like, only now kind of getting back on track, I feel like.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't know, um, you know, it's just... Uh, for me, it's been very hard here to fi- like yeah. find the the inspiration, and then also everything that you do, like, I, like it's
2: not getting rewarded really. Or yeah, is that you, what you mean? Or
0: yeah, that that's that's what I feel people like. People
2: aren't like appreciating it here. Just it, it's how
0: it feels. I don't want to speculate if that's yeah. reality, right? It could just be in my head. It's just how it feels, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like that's just my thing. Have you yeah. ex- felt felt that here before?
2: Um. I mean, it's like everyone will comment on Instagram that I know from my friends, but it's just a different getting people out to come watch in this town, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. There's so many factors. It's like, okay, was it raining? Was uh, did I do good enough it, promoting?
0: Or the Jags playing? Like, the, the Jags well, yeah, win. exactly. Yeah, they win? Or is there like literally anything else yeah. happening? I know.
2: Not music I know.
0: Because otherwise, I'm fucked.
2: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't know, man. Ugh.
1: you know, and like, it's hard. I also feel like not knowing's that's not the, you know, like being able to like not knowing kind of prompts you to explore all these options too. And like finding the situation that works best. Like maybe splitting Nashville and Jack's is the vibe you like you mm-hmm. do your industry stuff.
2: Cause I never really got a chance to be like build your base in your hometown.
1: Sure. You know, especially if you're kind of almost doing it retroactively where you like almost get like, a, Maybe like an industry foot in the door, or you there's like a start to something, like a buzz, and then maybe like all right, yeah. Well, let me especially take that and- honestly,
2: my one of my producers back in Nashville, they're like, make sure like on your branding and your cover art, like you include like your hometown vibe, like don't make it so Nashville transplant, where it just you look like an industry plan and they just yeah. groomed you to be Nashville cowgirl. Like use your imagery from home, the North Florida scene, like yeah. that's where you're from. Um, so I totally am all over that as far as yeah building your brand or aesthetic or whatever authenticity you know? is
0: everything. Sure, I mean, yeah. People buy people f- people see you right through the bullshit. You know, if you're selling something that that you don't actually have, yeah. it's just people hate that shit. Yeah, you know. We talk
1: about it every almost every week at this
0: point. Yeah, at this point, it's like we talk at the uh, like just being real translates not just in the marketing and the branding side of it but just the music too i have a friend who's in nashville we talked about a couple times i just it cracks me up it's because like he we're both from south florida and he moved to nashville and is now doing like he calls it southern rock it sounds like bro country to me um (laughs) and uh he's like got a southern accent he's like singing about the open range and i'm like dude you're from west palm beach
3: Oh we talk about the yeah.
0: open range homie like get the fuck out he's of talking here.
1: about the open golf knocking some uh oh. knocking some balls down range you know
0: yeah i've just like it's just things like that, that you see and you're just like mm. and granted nobody most people don't know his background but it just it's it's cringy to watch that kind of right. shit you know
2: oh gosh yeah,
0: yeah. um
1: yeah true. but like to like you said like or like you saying like just do it whatever it is you're doing doing it kind of almost transparently and honestly it's like okay, yeah, sure. I spend time there. I spend time here. That's just who I am and what I do. Or, you know, if you come back here to Jack's, like this is again, still, that was a part of what I do. Just kind like you said, just as long as you wear it, Yeah. you know, I mean, try
2: dating in Nashville. It's terrible. That's another (laughs) reason why I I would be fine. (laughs) Not spending as much time. There is everyone there is just obsessed with themselves and like, I'm trying not trying to be negative.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. no. A quick
1: little east coast uh, no. some I,
2: realness I, for you know. Yeah, Please
0: yeah. let's 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 hear. So what what about the? Why do you think people it, are like that there though?
2: Because maybe everyone comes there to just focus on obviously their career. I get it. That's what I want to do. So, um, but when you feel like you're at that stage of life where you want to date again, it's like oh well, people aren't really. <laughs> interested in that that's, it's <laughs> so it's tiring. a real question though because it's like if you want like family and be like for real like I'm not just going to neglect that aspect of life and that's another thing and I'm not going to be like selling my soul to music the rest of my completely life so
0: yeah that's a totally fair point and I did notice that I haven't spent any time in Nashville but it's the same kind of vibe in LA I feel like where people are not settling down and doing the whole family thing Um yeah I guess
2: like in general as a Gen Z wave, like oh, we're just gonna forget about that now.
0: Well, no, but it uh, happens here, though. I mean, people do it true. here, and that's that's yeah. the thing, you know, where it's like that's the other angle to consider, right? right? If you want that, then like being so, I'm in
2: so a- torn because it feels like you have to choose one. And it's like why? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think maybe for a little while, it for might, a little while, yeah, you know, it right. might have to be that. And here's the thing that I will say that my my older sister lives in L A. and this is what she has been drilling in me for a long time because I've always had this pull towards there and just never went through with it Uh Um, but she was like you can only do this town once you know you can only do it for a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. before like things like family and settling down and like you know whatever else like also there is just the reality that it's a young place you know and Nashville is the same right. and New York is the same it's a it's a young place where the opportunities are for young people mostly Yep. and so you can only if you you can go anywhere else in the country right and do exactly what you're doing in Jacksonville yep. but anywhere else but you can't you can't you can only come to LA and do what LA has to offer for a period of time and it was like well that makes total sense so I guess while you still have you know, at least in my case, while there's still like, you know, a stitch of youth that yeah, I can hold I know, on to. Right? The- so like you might as well <laughs> you know I
2: hear you. I completely hear you.
0: So I don't know, man. I feel you though. I, I totally it coming from a place like Jacksonville getting thrown into a place like Nashville where it's so like like everyone is in it for themselves. Like that's why they go there. Yeah. But, you know. Right. But there is this collaborative nature, I feel like have you not noticed a no, lot there of that is. there?
2: No, there is. There is. Yeah. Completely. Um, it's just, there is still a lot of the whole, oh, let's all meet at Red Door Saloon and see who can get who from what, like, what can you do for me? And obviously that's part of networking too. It's like,
0: so what does that process look like when people are going? So that, that's
2: the place, the Red Door Saloon in, um, uh, Midtown, I think it's like the late night networking
0: and people just hour.
2: It's like, that's a known thing. It's funny. It's so like, that's d- the bar that people go to to talk business.
0: What are they like? I is there like a thing that it circles around? Is it like an event or something? Or no, is it's just, just like people,
2: people just know, talk? oh, after midnight, everyone goes to Red Door.
0: I. Want, I, I it feels yeah. so like... Uh, nefarious. Yeah, Mafia-esque. I know, mafia I know yeah. it does. So you just walk in like by yourself in this creepy kind of place and just like, say, oh, uh, that person looks like they have some money. I can just talk to I them. Know. <laughs> you know, it's Actually. like weird. You got to wreck a deal for your boy or what? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I saw Chase Rice in there one time don't you guys probably don't know who that is. <laughs> I have That's no idea name.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> See, who is that?
2: He's just a country
0: artist in Nashville. Oh, okay. Is he blowing up? Probably. I probably not the biggest, like,
2: I know. disconnect Let's check right I know. now. From
0: <laughs>
1: Jamie, pull that up. Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> Was it Christian Rice? <laughs> Chase oh, I'm, Rice. I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Never getting a call from him.
0: I, uh, yeah, I don't follow country music super heavy. There, a lot, I like more the traditional country stuff. That's probably why <laughs>
2: you're definitely not moving there then. Yeah. There's no, because that's centered around that.
0: That's the big, re- people They like to me. say
2: it's all genres, but be real. It's country music.
0: Yeah. Be and, real. 300 million streams, hundred hundred millions. St- he's yeah. He's, he's crushing it for him. Yeah. Uh, and he's and by still- the way, I'm not hating. So if I you know, need a guitar yeah. player, please call me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can play country. We'll go also. to the
1: red door and meet up with him.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's like, like, it seems like, 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 like what's an analogy for like a, like a glory hole. And like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's like like a slippery, just put checks in, you know, (laughs) (laughs) just so you don't know where the check is coming from, but you just take it. And every
1: now and again, something (laughs) spits back. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: It spits back out the red door. Um,
0: But yeah, um, I had a point that I was making about Mm. Nashville is country. And that was, that was like a thing that, um, I, enjoy, I played in like a country, like duo thing when I was down south Florida like pop country stuff, I can play and I actually enjoy putting my head, like my head in that space. There's a lot of things about pursuing a career in country that I'm not really, really wanting. Like for, first off, I don't fully connect to the music. Secondly, um, it's time for me to leave the south for a little while, like, I know people say Jacksonville's not the south, but I'm from Miami. Jacksonville is certainly the south. <laughs> it's about as far and
1: south as you can get in the U.S. I'm convinced.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah.
1: the further down south yep. past Jacksonville you go, it gets more north. Yeah,
2: Orlando, Orla-
0: no. Not uh, see, That's hilarious. I would consider Orlando the south. Okay,
1: uh, Orlando, maybe Orlando. Parts Okeechobee, or so,
2: maybe, maybe. maybe. Okay, yeah.
1: maybe. So it's yeah. maybe not the most southernmost tip. But it's Daytona
0: is like, certainly... Whew, it's deep south. Yeah.
1: So we're close, uh, though. We're close. Yeah,
0: yeah. So oh. for me, like, I, I want to get a different feel yeah, you for know sure. um but uh why did you decide or, or did you grow up with country music
2: no i did not know who george Strait was george jones I, no we grew up to like the dad rock bruce springsteen and jackson brown the eagles type of music but i just like you it was like i had wanted to s- go check out la and nashville those were the two cities i wanted to just to go
0: yeah, and you landed around Nashville. See what they were about. And you were like, I love country music now? Or did
2: you well, like... Well, I don't... After The Voice, when I was on like Team Blake country, um, I was like, well, I need to go get some original songs. Like I didn't really have any originals. I mean, the ones on my Spotify previous were like kind of R&B rapping vibe. Um, but the music I had grown up listening to, like Gillian Welch, that type of and Bob Dylan, just the classic timeless songs. I was like, that's kind of where I would like to, my goal be not kind of the Drake sounding music anymore. More like Um, rootsy. Yeah, rootsy rock and country, all those genres together.
1: Almost genre lists. Like they, they have kind of a main theme, but even like if you look at like to add to that list, like the Wood Brothers or other like groups like that have all these elements. Yeah, uh, that maybe there's a central kind of rootsy theme, right. but like some Latin tunes, funk tunes, right. the, all these things that kind of shape in. So yeah, to your point, sure there, there's like maybe a centralized yeah. genre, but then all these influences come in. Yeah, I yeah. definitely
2: like the soulful type of country, like not just that's why I don't like the pop country rap that doesn't really have the feeling of soulful emotion.
0: Right, and there's um because why f- why I heard your songs um. They're great songs, by the way, and I love your voice. Oh, thank you. Um, I didn't, um, I could hear your voice doing, like, it didn't, you don't strike me as a country singer, is what I'm I'm saying. Mm. Like
2: I look like a rapper? No, no, no. (laughs) Just,
0: um, I feel like your voice can do more than just that. Yeah, and I don't
2: want, I don't like when people say, Madison Hughes is a country singer. It's like, I get that you want to put things in a box to understand life, but.
0: <laughs> um. What's the uh the the one on Spotify? It's got like
2: the Heartbreak Kid, the no, the Whiskey. The, meet me in me the woods. L- meet me in the woods. Yeah, it's okay. more of like an indie. I hate using that word. It's like what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel you though. What
2: is indie music? <laughs> These days, it's just
0: basically saying pop music. At this point, it's yeah. just like it's independent, done without a label, but still sounds like pop music. Yeah. But
2: I like that type of music too, whatever that's called. I thought vibes.
0: That's that's the first thing that I heard when I was checking your stuff out. Obviously, it's like the right, first thing the on first there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Man, your voice is so like beautifully haunting in this song. Um, and then I heard the other stuff and it was really good, but I, I was surprised. I was like, I don't like just yeah. the, the country thing, like your voice right. sounds like you could do whatever it wants. You know I know, because I
2: mean? some people were like, Wow, your voice was built for classic country. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, and I'm not I didn't grow up in Green Cove Springs and went on the St. John's River like that
0: <laughs> but I'll tell you what you've
2: nailed that country I'm from Beach oh, where we have now. golf and tennis courts in our backyard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Transparent, um, but yeah, exactly like I did theater. So I just I like exploring the different sounds. and I do like mm-hmm. different types of music, but if my favorites rock, country, indie, folk, Like you said, if you can blend them all together, cool, but it definitely feels like the beginning of music creation, even though it's been a while to get here, which everyone's journey, it takes a long time, you know, just to feel like you're getting started moving somewhere. But, um, yeah.
0: So is there, but given your background with all these different genres Mm -hmm. of music that you like, what made you want to land on On country? Right now? Yeah.
2: I guess it probably. I wonder if it had to do with Nashville when I moved there. Um, oh, it cool because the first song I wrote um, after the Voice and published the one called "You Are the Whiskey." That was like a when I was I heard a song um, by Randall King and I just copied his chord progression and came up with a new melody because I liked that song a lot, um, and it just kind of like. I unintentionally made a country song. People were shocked. Like, why would you include whiskey in the title? You're trying to be so country. Like, I was like, I don't didn't know whiskey was like a country sounding word. It was just a true experience with this dude. Like, was it you or the whiskey I met? Um. So it's funny because then after that song, people loved it. So I'm like, oh, they like when I sing about. I couldn't tell if it was because they like the country sound, or they like the words, or the sound. It's like some things. Maybe it's all together. Yeah.
0: So yeah, it's it's just like that positive response. Maybe
2: yeah, but thing. also, was it like is it easier for me to write country songs? Maybe so. Maybe I've.
1: And you work with, like, producers and collaborators and stuff as well. Right. So there's probably... That's
2: obviously their wheelhouse, too. And
1: Exactly. I was going to say, like, there's some outside mm. influence or, like, a collaborative right. influence that kind of, like, let's put it frankly, stri- like, if you're in Nashville, that's kind of like a,
2: a running yeah. theme and sound. Exactly. Well, plus, they're not trying to be like, well, you got to be commercial, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But there's some truths to be like, people like, when you add in mandolin or whatever. Sure. Or yeah. steel guitar. Like, I'm not opposed to those things
1: you know and i like it's also i i would be willing to say that you're probably early enough like in the career where you can have these different genres and explorations and like see what feels good as an artist right and a a writer totally and go okay cool like some of these songs lean this way some lean maybe a very different direction and like there's i don't think there's anything wrong with that some like you said people like things being in a box can go Mm -hmm. i can market x y and z right
2: for that reason yeah
1: but some people also like the complete opposite of that. And I won't, I won't say that that's the main movement of people, but there is, again, if you're just like whatever you're writing, if it's authentic, people can kind of latch onto that. Even if it's like, all right, well this one may be a rock tune or this Mm -hmm. one might be a very ethereal
2: Mm -hmm. indie tune, you know,
1: (laughs) but like, okay, you know, some of my favorite bands do that. And are they the most popular bands in the world? No. However, their fan base knows to expect genuine music yeah. and they're, you know, I w- you can never speak to if someone's like living fulfilled or not, but they're putting out the music they want to put out right. and not really being beholden to any sort of industry yep. standard. They're just writing the music they want to write. Yeah. So it's almost like, do, you know, <laughs> which way do you mm-hmm. lean? Do I, do, do I lean towards the industry and kind of appease X, Y, and Z or do I just right. write for writing? Yeah. Cause sake? they
2: will say, Oh, you got to choose your lane first and, that makes sense. So,
1: for a commercial thing, yeah. you know, like because you, I,
2: right? You if Warner ent- Music wants to, you know, bring you on, they don't want to see you doing Drake songs. And one day, yeah. and then, Ex- yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean, mean yeah. From,
0: from again, from that perspective, where it's like, you know, they're investing X amount of dollars into the thing, and there's like, you know, a brand that they, yep. have, they have to push. They need to yep. know how what to market you, and it's totally. like, you know, so that's that's the hard part, I guess, about trying to go you know, with like a big label, like a major label deal or something is like that you're kind of beholden to what they want. It's their, it's their investment. So, which is weird because it's like your music and you're the creative one uh, and their whole investment doesn't work without you. But it's a compromise. And you guys
2: had some great insight on your other podcast about the whole um, fight about indie versus uh, teaming up with labels and agents and not thinking they're like all the bad guys, it's like we're all yeah. trying to make this music thing work you know
0: that that's that's it's a very important thing to to try and understand I feel like for for artists because so often you hear uh like about the bad label deals and mm-hmm. about like people just trying to take advantage of artists, and that surely exists, but like you know I have somebody who I consider to be like a mentor for me um who's a very successful business person, not necessarily a music, but just in general. And they were the way that they put it, it was like, you want to make friends with your bank, right? And get to know the people that work there because when it's time to like, you know, take out loans or whatever, maybe your credit looks one way and this and that, but like, you get to know people mm-hmm. and you can work with them and establish a rapport, then things can be done to help work with you in certain situations. Um, and so a label is just a bank really with a couple more resources at their disposal so establishing relationships and not looking at them as adversarial but just thinking about them as a way to like help you do the thing they're taking a risk too you know and granted they're making a lot of money mm-hmm. in a lot of other ways um but regardless they're still taking a risk so yeah and they you, could
2: drop you too and just and then you'll figure it out after exactly as, so
0: so i don't know it's it's just you know, the business and music doesn't have to be so adversarial, no. you know, yeah. and they're and they're both creative endeavors. If you think of, if you just try and if you're willing to give the creative space a try in a different world than music, then it can be equally as interesting. You know,
1: uh, that's such a, I feel like that's such a slept on concept, too, because like even, you know, non-musical business people will tell you the same thing about how to get creative with your money or your ideas or anything. But we, you know, so many artists try to just limit their creativity to the music because they think that's where the inspiration lives. And of course it does, but also like, you know, you have to have that outside the box thinking, I think in almost any approach just to, to make it happen in any sense.
0: And it gets overwhelming. I understand that. Do you ever feel overwhelmed when you think about like the other side of it? Yeah. It's like, that can be really like off putting for like to, why you don't want to get involved in that Mm -hmm. side of it. You know, I think about social media, and just sticking, like, staying on top of that. And I'm just like, dude, oh. like, every week I got to be on top of this shit, like, all the I time. Know. I
1: got make five posts. Right. Yeah. I haven't played five gigs. What's happening? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I got to do that more than I'm doing the thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, for, you know, ebbs and flows for me where I get, like, hit with inspiration to do stuff mm. on the business side or the social media side yeah. or the musical side. I run with it but then I hit like these walls I'm just like right. what do you do When yeah. you hit those walls Because uh, you must feel impulses to write And create you know and then Same thing on the social media side or whatever And then there's got to be times where you're not really Feeling it
2: Totally That's when um. <laughs> 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 That's when i like like uh, I don't know I mean people ask that question and it's hard to answer. I would say maybe I'll go out in nature and record a video and post it online. So you tried yeah. so so know. you
0: you go out and try to find the inspiration.
2: Yeah, like maybe I'll go to Palatka, Florida and go
0: <laughs> well, lots of inspiration in Palatka, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's why I always tell myself when I'm feeling <laughs> uninspired Go creatively, take just take a trip down to Palatka. Pack a
3: picnic,
2: That's just you know? me though. I'm weird <laughs> like that. I like I like going to St. Augustine and Hastings, Florida. And... there's
0: a lot of space no there. Yeah, you know, a lot of there's nature and like you can get into like open those open ranges that people talk about. <laughs> you know, there's a, what certainly you know? that. Oh my
2: God. What you know about an open range boy.
0: <laughs> I know about sawgrass in the Everglades. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Have you ever been on an airboat? I want to do a music video on an airboat in the ever- Everglades. That's a cool That's one,
0: idea. I've never done that. Yeah. A music video on an airboat. I've never done Yeah, d- just like a...
2: You know, like we were talking about Sugar Shack... Sugar Shack sh- Sessions. sessions yeah. there
3: we
2: go. <laughs> and just trying to think of other creative video... Visual formats to get people, like... Interested because when they see something background that's cool, they might stop scrolling on their phone. People listen with their eyes nowadays. Yeah, it's crazy. So like, whoa, you know? maybe she's playing guitar on Jacksonville's in the middle of the bridge. I don't know. Yeah, whatever it is, thinking of creative things like that. That sometimes helps me. Like, what's something weird I could do? <laughs> well,
1: and you come from videography, right? That yes. Was, so like you, you have that's this kind of I like visual that. element to mm-hmm. a lot of stuff anyway. Yeah, which is cool because not. I wouldn't say that's like a main focal thing that's uh, for you know i know for someone like myself that's like an afterthought because it's always music first totally but there's like you know any sort of extra creativity you can bring in i think just helps yeah bring the thing like for
2: example the podcast like y'all do a great job visually too which is more incentive to people keep watching and
1: totally it's been a growth process right you know getting it to where it is
0: yeah totally and Mm thinking about those kind of things, I think, you know, hopefully it helps anyways. You know, it's never guaranteed, but you, you hope that people appreciate those little things yeah, because it's like a better experience for them. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's mm-hmm. interesting that you you go out and you try to put yourself in a situation where you, f- you find inspiration because like a lot of people... Because like there's the other side of it where it's like, well, you just sit down and do the work regardless, right? right? And then there's like, it, it'll come to you in that respect. I think like both of the... I like what you're saying, because that's more of what I think uh, would resonate with me more. I've tried the sit-down-and-do-it thing, uh-huh. too, just every day. Have you done that, where you're just like, you have no inspiration, but you're just like, I'm going to sit down and write a song today.
2: And there's so many people in Nashville believe in that route, like because there's a formula to music, and it's these three chords, and right. say the word whiskey here, and la-la-la. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, there is one musical theory, I'm sure, like, practicing you can do, like, oh, just strum a chord and try to think of melodies. Like, maybe I could do that. But as far as, like, thinking of what do I want to say in a song?
0: Like, That's the hard part, right? Yeah. So lyrics are always, like, melodies and chord progressions. Yeah, like, you could
2: do whatever.
0: Like that, you know? Yeah. Right?
1: And to the whole thing you were just saying, like, if you're operating a songwriting such like that or a Nashville... Is that creative or <laughs> is it a math equation that yeah. you're piecing together? Oh, like, and
2: then it's like, oh, we just wasted time. We could have, you know, waited a, a week until we had some good ideas to bring together. Yeah. But a lot of people treat sessions in Nashville like that business meeting. and um,
1: They present five chords on a table and you can pick mm-hmm. out three of them and use them and they write a song around it.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it works, you know. That's, that's true. That's, yeah. So that, I don't, that, that's, you know... I don't think I think it's whatever works for you, you know. Like, like there's, there's, and that's why I'm always just curious about what the process is for different people. people, Yeah, because like for me, if I'm not feeling inspired, Mm. I just like don't do anything. I won't even put myself in in a position to get inspired. I'm just like, I'm, you know. But then there are times where I'm like, I'm just gonna sit down and do the work, and then something will come from that too. So I don't know. I guess I, I like the putting yourself in a position to find inspiration. Like that's
2: especially if it's weird. Like I'm gonna go to Angel's Diner in Palatka.
0: You really and just go sit like in the Palatka, the- <laughs> <laughs>
2: huh? <laughs> you're
0: and a big fan <laughs> of Palatka. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's just so like- fun <laughs> to say. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna write a song oh about God. it. It's gonna be your uh, highest. I know if song. I grew
2: up and lived there, I probably would hate it. Or like if I <laughs> grew up in Green Cove Springs, I'd be like, I hate the countryside. <laughs>
1: So um Everyone wants what the other half has. I know. I grew up in the complete backwoods, uh, and so I've taken him up lead? there. Oh, no. no. Uh, North Carolina. Yadkin. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Much worse. Yadkinville. Yadkinville.
0: Getting... <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Uh, but so, and then I come to Jacksonville, and Jacksonville's the big city. For your music
2: and, school, right? For music school, came? and then stayed Bullshit. down here
1: because there was a scene and there was work versus, like you know, playing acoustic guitar in a cornfield, literally. Yeah. I'm not exaggerating.
0: Yeah, it was pretty... I, it's I got out there. An, I got anxiety being <laughs> as far away from civilization as you were in yeah, your dude. parents' house. and yeah. That was the
1: first 20 years of life, you know?
2: Well, so, there's no chance you would move back to South Florida.
0: Um, not, not now. Doesn't have any kind of thing that I'm looking for musically. Yeah. I, for a long time, had this resentment towards South Florida because it was one of those things where I was like, you know, I wasn't really like Miami's got such a killer scene and the people down there are so gnarly. I just, I couldn't hang, you know, so um, I had a resentment for not getting accepted into that community, I feel like. And then um, when I go back now, um, I see what's happening there and I have a real love for the city and um, I have to give a lot of credit to it for my roots and, you know, the way that I approach things because Miami does very much have that hustle. Like everyone's going to do, so, everyone I went to high school with was going to do something great. They're, they were going to be the next big thing, right? Nobody did shit. Right. But like, <laughs> it's just the mentality is like, we're all going to like, that's, we're all going to be the next pit bull or whatever. And so I have to give it credit for inspiring that kind of drive and hustle and creativity in the way that I think about things. Um, mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to offer what I want right now you know maybe i'd go back sometime but yeah. um have you been down there before
2: i have been to fort lauderdale more times than miami
0: I fort, like fort Lauderdale, ripper, you know it's got it's like a <laughs> yeah it's whatever <laughs> yeah because
2: i was gonna work like a political job <laughs> mm. that brought me to fort lauderdale and i was like I want to try music instead, but I'm glad I did not move to Fort Lauderdale.
0: What are your politics? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: There's
2: a certain campaign in <laughs> Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. You know, you know.
0: <laughs> 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 so what about Fort Lauderdale? Why didn't you want to move?
2: Um, well, I thought deeply about it. This was just after FSU and before I applied for The Voice and everything. But thankfully, just my heart knew, just don't do it. That's going to set me up for... A trap maybe Mm. being stuck and uh, like I would have just sucked if I just had not tried music at that time again like you said about your prime years you feel like you're in it's like I can always revisit this later but let me not do this now even though it's safe
0: yeah for sure that's always the thing that people want to bet on is that safe I
2: know people always ask are your parents supportive and I'm like thankfully they are they're not like hey kid Put that guitar down. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's yeah. super important to have emotional support and just like you know the encouragement because like if you don't, this is a hard industry. Yeah. So if you don't have anybody in your corner, then it's very easy to just say screw it. Yep. I'm gonna do the safe route. For sure. You guys want to hit some unpopular opinions? Are you familiar yeah. with this oh, segment? Yeah. Oh shoot,
2: I wasn't prepared. Okay, let me think. It's
0: okay. We'll let you go last. So yeah, can- let
2: me think while y'all go. Here's
0: what you got? All right, let's
2: hit
1: the. Uh, I've been I've been trying to build the bank back up. I was oh, depleting weekly and not refilling, so I think I have. Let's just see. Do 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 do. All right, this one could be a crime, but let's go and <laughs> oh, no. let's Boy. go. Uh, this is just for this is all entertainment, FBI. Um, <laughs> if you're not stealing from the self checkout line, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. Oh my god. <laughs> What? what? If you're you are fired, s- if you're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a musical
2: you... director, What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what I said,
1: entertainment value only. Oh um, Lord. if you're going to have us do the job, why shouldn't we get like a ribeye <laughs> steak and just kind of, you know, and then oh be on our way.
0: Gosh.
1: Um, Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right. I was trying a different direction this week. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Have a little fun, guys. Steal from self checkout. No, I'm just trying to I'm just live, trying to live a little bit. Some gum, throw some gum in your pocket and walk out of a store.
0: I'm just trying to, to think about like <laughs> I <sucks>. just
2: <laughs> imagine, if you're a, imagine if you're a public store manager.
0: Oh, true.
1: See, I'd be like, no. oh no, <laughs> or someone you... else's money and inventory is gone. Okay,
0: <laughs> here, here's so I have a thing with with like I when I was younger, I stole a lot of things, but like. Mm-hmm. I have a thing with it now because I'm much older <laughs> and, uh, don't feel the need to steal things, but also like we had somebody steal band merch one time on a gig. Oh, really? Um, and then we found him w- wearing the shirt later, like a block away from the, like after we unloaded and we gave, we got him to give the shirt back.
1: Just took <laughs> it off right there in the street. Yeah. 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 Nice. Made take the
0: shirt off. Right. There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, so, that was a terrible feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like if you have like your shit broken into and just like shit get stolen, that's a terrible feeling. I don't want to do that to somebody else. I get that, you know, Publix or whatever you your grocery stick, store, you Ralph's, whatever it don't is. Don't want to stick it to the man at all. I don't like that mentality of sticking it to the man. Come I think on, man. That's where's, such your, where's your
1: Where's your 1960s spirit?
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Aren't this, you a counterculture mm-hmm. kid? Uh, to an extent, but like there's, I'm also very mm. pro, you know, like business and, That's right, you're you capitalist, know, I yeah. Forgot. So, um, you know, I don't, I, am not a fan of, uh, you know, I don't, I don't believe in that, in that Robin Hood mentality.
1: Yeah. You know? I, I do like giving you know, ribeyes to the homeless after I go shopping, yeah. kind, of my, kind of my
0: vibe. That's so crazy to me. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just, if you're going to steal it, just take it for yourself.
1: <laughs> well, that's, you know,
0: <laughs> that, that, that was used with smoking crack their whole life deserves it more than you do. Well,
1: here's the thing. I pay for everything that I want,
0: you know, like, Oh, you, so you steal for the <laughs> shitty people in the world. I'm not getting down. This it's rabbit it's, hole. it's
1: <laughs> the, next. it's the, it's the thrill. Robin Hood doesn't steal for himself. He gives to the poor. He's he's set up. He's already got his riches. Next. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, na- no, <laughs> this is yeah. all right.
2: Sorry. <laughs> I gotta think of my own popular opinion. Oh, my um, God. all
1: right. Just to just to put a cap on this. Uh, (laughs) this isn't, this isn't like something I try to do when I go to Publix. I'm just sitting there checking out thinking how easy it is to do.
0: It's certainly easy because there are
1: the apathetic. There's no one there. It would be like so easy to just like load up on whatever you want and take it out, especially now that all this is really more of a, what happened to the cashier's question. And, uh, but so you rather have
0: cashiers? P- is that your unpopular opinion, really? That you'd rather have a cashier? I mean,
1: sure, but that's just too we have been there and done that with the Walmart. Th- no, this is a. Yeah, it's not like all right, I'll say maybe back in college, maybe back in the early days, there was a whole band of us, but that's not the vibe. That's not the vibe anymore. A whole
0: band of all the music school kids going and stealing shit from the from the self checkout line at CDs. Publix.
1: Really, we were trying to get hip, but yeah. It's hilarious. Not, not anymore. But it's right there. And if you're not doing it, what are you doing? Live a little.
0: Okay. Robbery. Well, all right. Robbery. <laughs> um, all right. Here's my unpopular opinion. Good, good effort, Chris. Um, what are you gonna do? It's weekly. Um, will be gone in a week. Okay. So something that happens that I can't stand. Maybe it's not an unpopular opinion. Maybe more of a pet peeve. Um, I don't like. Like these onslaught of text messages. If you have a thought, just get it out in one text message, right? You know, people like they'll be like, hey, hey, send. What are you doing tomorrow? Send. I've got this thing going on. Can you do this? Send. You're like, um, this could have all been done in one text. I'm driving and my phone is blowing up. I think there's something happening right now. And you just you just can't like just send one. One text message is all it takes to get the information out. Am I right or am I wrong?
1: We're back in Anton's rage corner again.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: What is your th- uh, philosophy on people who have red receipts on? Do you like that or no? Who have... Re- like, do you have an iPhone? Like, oh. you know, it says red at three twelve p.m.
0: I... So I... And, I then, and
2: then they don't respond to you for the next two days. You're like, <laughs> I, you just yeah. literally... What?
0: <laughs> yeah, so I like that because then I know what's happening. You know when it's just when it, when when it says nothing there's no i don't know if is i'd rather you know that you're ignoring me than than have to wonder whether or not you got the message cuz then i'm sitting there thinking well you know they got it right like you not know Not necessarily like, well, your dude your phone your and phone then, uh, that's right you're uh, on android so yeah, like you yeah. don't
1: get the failed message thing
0: right and and then on the and you know typically you know going back to the dating thing on like in the realm of dating When you like, you know, I've been in a relationship for almost 10 years. So, like, I don't like, I don't know what that is anymore. But, like, previously, I would be like, that would be like a crazy point of anxiety for me, sending a message and then not getting a response. You feel
2: that way too. It's not just girls that feel dumb. No, guys feel like, oh no, she read my message and didn't reply.
0: I always felt like, like I was like
2: being too annoying or
0: yeah or just like and, and, and like girls will always say that like well what? we not not that not, not that's not what <laughs> i'm saying so sorry
3: annoying.
0: sorry my <laughs> no no my sorry my train of th- what happens in <laughs> here is not always what comes out sorry so like um it would be like women would say things like well i'm i'm you know i you know we overthink everything like we're you know we're sending text mm. messages and blah i'm like Maybe I'm a woman because I feel the same (laughs) way. I send text messages (laughs) like, "Both
2: of us are just anxious." Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Both genders are like think about the same things, but we always try to make seem so he cares about nothing and he's just ruthless. I'm like, "Mm, maybe not. That's yeah. always where my head
0: went to. I, I was like, if I send a message yeah. and it was like, didn't get a response, ever, I'm like, they, Jeez. what, you're just, that you have like to, you're a good person on on social media. You have a, you, you're you, bl- like, you ignore me back, like, you're a good person. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. It's just like, it's just stupid shit. Still honestly. in Anton's
1: Rage Corner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, ghosting, you know, is just, it's something that like, is it good or bad? It just depends on, on why it's happening, but right?
2: I, I, do you have to ghost before your previous relationship? Just to let them down easy, you'd rather just be like, "Oh, she'll." Just-
0: I I didn't I don't I can't recall doing the ghosting thing, um, because I've had it happen to me many times, and I don't <laughs> like that feeling.
2: No, it's so anxious, anxiety inducing.
0: If if it's because they're not interested or that whatever, like. Or they just don't feel like you're worth the time to get yeah. back to. That is something that I don't agree with. If it's one of those things where they're busy and they forget to get back mm-hmm. to you, then that's understandable, yeah. you know. So I don't know, like ghosting. But on, on on your side of it, if you're on the if you're the recipient, it's all ghosting. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. It's hard, like mm-hmm. you know. But back to my original point: send your ideas in one text message. We just go. we don't need to have like five messages no. to get one idea out.
1: Yeah, I don't I mean I get it if like the conversation is happening and you're just yeah. like okay hold on let me get a block of my idea out and get the second block out but the whole s- send a sentence per text thing is like yeah. we have the capacity to read three sentences it's Yeah, crazy
0: it's we, the same shit when people want to send you Want to continue a line of conversation on a different app or something? Where it's like we're talking through text message, and then you send me something else regarding the same conversation mm-hmm. two days later on Facebook Messenger, or Instagram Messenger, Too and then WhatsApp. On. And I'm like, wow. dude, I don't even know where to find this information anymore. Yeah. You're asking about like the pay for a gig. I don't even know where you told me that now. <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> right.
0: I remember that you said this. I don't know where the information's at because we have five different lines of text messages happening here in different platforms.
1: Yeah. Ugh.
0: I'm sorry. Oh, everything gosh.
1: should just be going through email, right? Is that what? Is that I'm a big proponent what? of emails,
2: yeah, dude. I don't know why. Because then it's like you don't have to. You don't feel urged to respond right away like texting. And, yeah, and, and it's
1: not so. Per- I mean, I feel like texting. Obviously, it's efficient and quick and everything, but it's personalized.
0: If mm-hmm. you're texting
1: business, it's like cool, but like let's almost like set up some work boundaries, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like let's put it in an email.
3: Yeah,
0: but it's also like emails are like. Like it's a, it's a block of messages that I can continue on at any given time. And then I can refer to this block to find information. And especially like if there's set lists, like all my set lists are on documents with links to different things. And then I can just send that document to you and attach in an email and you have it there forever. And then we can continue. And then like, you know, uh, advanced details for gigs or like, you know, sending doc, whatever, just it all, it's right there. Let's yeah. just do that. And then the text messages we can do if, you know, something is urgent or on the whatever. But like, yeah. you know, I had one, pr- one time had a, had a talent buyer at a venue um, up in Atlanta respond to one of my messages on email. And they were like, um, I'll get back to you later. I'm at the dentist right now. I'm like, dude, this is an email. Yeah. The, like you don't need to, just, the to just, <laughs> just don't respond until yeah. you're done dude. Like I, I'm expecting that this is going to take at least 24 hours for you to right. respond.
1: That's awesome. I'm just what the thought popped into my head is while you were saying that is what if people emailed the way you're texting and they just email you. Hey, uh, email you. What's up?
0: That would be email you.
1: Hey, can we uh, like, so think about your texting like an email, like an old school way of communicating. Like I hate it. Would you mm-hmm. Would you ever email anyone like that? No, because it's ridiculous.
0: So stop texting right. that way. It's, it's about economy of, of time here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Let's just...
1: Condense it down. Yeah. Use your whole voice. Your Siri will transcribe what you're saying. You don't even have to type it. Just get your, like you say, get your idea out. Send.
0: I've learned to let go of it. Though a lot of my well, you have to. You'd
1: be <laughs> you would be a miserable person, I
0: have to, bro. Especially dealing with, with 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 people. You know, again, like you know the differences in dealing with like bigger Generation, cities versus oh, even generations that. too. But like just you know when you're people, a lot of people here just want quick <laughs> this text. I get I get set lists through text messages, and I get you know I get like attachments to like songs through text messages. I'm like oh. at this point, it's like it is what it is, but I hate that so much. Mm. I, you
1: know? I I say this not to age you out, but even though we're not like, we're not far off in age, I feel like it's a subtle thing. Like I, like I'm, I just kind of realized what you're saying that that happens a lot and I never really put stock into it, but it does, there is no like centralized thing. It's never bothered me cause I can usually find it. But like, I wonder like you came up uh, just, like right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I knew it was going to
1: come across this yeah. way, but you came up like subtly before all that was around where I like, <laughs> Not Back really in the dude, 1840s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh I mean, but I
3: don't.
2: How know. should Fucking I have done it? for I'll our p- set list? How should I have done it? Like, uh, so how you like? Is there an A- is there an app where it's like, oh, you can put your MP3 and the charts all in one? Like no, I, I just use
0: Google Documents, and I just I make a set list and I'll, and I'll put a link to a Spotify playlist on the on the document or With if the, the songs
2: if, you're playing. Yeah,
0: and if the songs well, aren't, mine
2: are for like demos that aren't recorded yet, so I didn't. Know I, that's I, different. Yeah, well, it's well, I like think a
0: Dropbox the, link or something. Okay. Just
1: for context, the way you sent me the tunes, we worked them out, cut some, added some, and then um, just because I was helping do the MD thing, I went on on Excel and made like. A sheet uh, made the set list, but also put notes how the song started and stopped, keys, tempos, all that thing. A little overkill, but like for for a rehearsal Mm -hmm. set list, it was great. Maybe not on stage, but Mm -hmm. like, but and that's ended up how we sent that out. And and granted, I think we had that over text, but we have like a dedicated band group text of like where all the information was getting passed around. So that was already kind of like a precedent of that's where the information was going. But in terms of building it, it was a little more casual. Like, what do you think of this song? Here's this song. Here's this demo. But that was all kind of before it yeah, it's to Yeah, it's all the prep band. stuff.
0: That's different. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's, you yeah. know, like the, a finalized product. And we don't have to spend any more time on this. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's super boring for people. Oh, mm-hmm. what are you but, talking about? You guys don't like set lists? Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't like spreadsheets? And you fucking, sure like, like
1: set list like, at the end of a gig when you're trying to get the band to give you one. But now you don't want to hear about them? Okay. They like
2: knowing the inside scoop of what goes on. The effort that goes into... 45-minute show like last night at Underbelly, how yeah. I had three rehearsals and having to meet all these new band members and so it's helpful to know. Yeah,
0: yeah uh, actually, so before we get into your last unpopular opinion, uh, your first time playing in a band situation like outside of The Voice, yeah? Yeah. I mean, these are all new musicians that you haven't really met before. And what I mean, your anxiety level must have been pretty up there, right? Exide, I mean,
2: <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, <laughs> like, like Chris was cool. I was like, I trust him. I don't know. I get, get a cool vibe from you. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we all met in Murray Hill at your house. Mm-hmm. And I was immediately like, this is the real deal. He's got all the rehearsal mics and everything. And I'm just so not used to any of that. So I never knew there was like a people go and rehearse in like Rent Out. Rehearsal rooms too. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, and Then yeah. you're like beaches rehearsal.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's there's a bunch of rejects and yeah. I mean there's people doing for all different kinds of reasons and stuff. But yeah, they definitely do that.
0: They but were they do it here too. They do it here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's what
1: I'm saying. There's a all over. Stay tuned.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but it was like it's definitely you know you can tell when people have kind of their stuff together. Like when you reached out,
3: mm-hmm.
1: it was you know. And it, this, again, the social media thing, it was I could see like, okay, there's something to put together here. And then when we started right. talking, it was like, right. there was like, like a clear vision and a vibe and a path. So like, I know, even though it wasn't directed at me, there wasn't like a lot of anxiety knowing yeah. what I was getting into. There was like a sense of professionalism like kind of right off the bat. So even though there's like mm-hmm. unknowns.
2: Thankfully, I knew the, enough of what I wanted at that point. Like if um, it was, if you, ca- if you caught me six months ago, maybe I didn't have more songs together or sure, whatnot. Yeah. but. All right, shall I go into my segment? Let's do it. Uh, my unpopular opinion, I just thought of it now. Um, you guys might not agree with it. And people listening <laughs> probably won't. Um, That's
0: why it's unpopular. I can't wait.
2: I, I really can't say it on people. Like, please pre-save my song and please pre-save my song. I just, like, don't think that works. Like, I've tried that. And I think you can find better marketing tactics to make people want to go stream your music
0: 100 percent. i'm with yeah. you i can't stand seeing it myself i think it's kind of lame uh, and, I, and and I, it
2: doesn't help you get on a spotify playlist i'm sorry that's a r- rumor
0: oh no. c- right because like the the pre-saves are an indicator as how yeah. many people are interested yeah. in what you're doing and then they can look right. at that and no, be like we'll put you, you on don't. a playlist it's
2: all thing. now who you know apparently Like, yeah. do you know the guy that makes the new country playlist that's
0: what it is yeah. and we i forget who i spoke to about it oh this dude, Chris, something—I don't know if you know him. He's—he's he's like a A and R guy out of Nashville. Um, his Instagram thing is Voices with Chris.
1: It's not Pruitt.
0: No, 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 no. I'm, I but I'm, yeah, he was—he was doing an interview with a real time. Real time was doing like a kind of pseudo podcast thing during COVID. And They interviewed him, and he was talking about like having. Um, Like knowing people that are on the editorial playlist teams Mm. and being able to contact them and reaching out, otherwise, like that's like not—it's just not going to happen for you. (laughs) Like that's basically what he was saying.
1: And I feel like that's why people start those rumors of like, oh, pre-save do something (laughs) so that it's like, so like I do something and like I know I have like a thought of control or something,
2: right? (laughs) You know,
0: yeah, yeah. That that whole thing, I think it helps for you. You know, like, like if, if you can, if you have an audience that Even will... Even
2: my best friend, it's like, I don't want to pre-save your song. Yeah. <laughs> like, if my mom had a song dropping, I'd be like, <laughs> I don't want to do the effort. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry.
0: That's what it is. And I think, like, like it's, it's, it's so overdone now. It's like, every day you see people doing it to the point where you're almost like...
2: And like, the over-announcing, like, guys, special announcement coming soon. It's like, don't tell me your album's coming three months from now. And yeah. I have to, like... Okay. Cool. Thank you.
0: Yeah. It's like I just think
2: I don't know. I'm tra- not. I know you have to do self promo, but you can do it in a way where it's not me, me, me. It's like make it your fans watching. What like how can you make it value to them? Not yeah. make it all about look at me.
0: I think that's Support me. I think that's what makes um, a, a successful marketing campaign. And like yeah. if you sit down and talk to people that work on those campaigns. They're going to tell you to do all of the pre-save stuff or whatever. But then there is that element of what, what they're going to get for their time, right? So, like, sweepstakes are a big thing. And, like, pairing with different brands mm. and doing giveaways. Yeah, and like
2: this hat, Everyone is obsessed with this brand because they do such a good job with their marketing. What's yeah. the
0: brand? Oh, Jags.
2: LaFarve. LaFarve? No. You even heard of them here?
0: No. I don't know anything about sports or anything. Or hats. Well, or hats. Yeah,
2: they're, the, they're huge now. But they made me this custom hat for the Anthem. Oh, shout, shout out. out. The FARV. Hey.
0: hell yeah! Are they a local company? Yeah. Okay. Dope. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, doing things that are that get people excited. First off, having a good product, obviously, but then mm-hmm. like doing things that get your fans mm-hmm. or you know people engaged yep. in uh in what you're doing, um, and that give them something to to look forward to. It's like I always feel like giving people insight into your life. Yeah. You know, um, is like the social media thing, the stories and like the day to day thing, like giving them a a bit of who you are as a person, because that's what they're ultimately going to buy into new music gets released every single day. If you're not giving them something else, like a day in your life, Mm -hmm. give them something to like really latch on to, you know?
1: And I totally think I feel and resonate with all that. I feel like it's one of those things you almost, you don't have to do anything. Right. But I feel like it's one of those things you almost, you play the game, you have it, you know, because I, I feel you, I don't pre-save stuff unless it's a friend of mine and I and I think you. it's going to help him. Good for you. <laughs> you know? I just, because then I'll see, okay, you know, one of my favorite guitar players dropped an album a couple weeks ago and he just, yeah. you know, announced when the date was coming out and then on that day I went and listened to the album, you know, right,
3: right.
1: just, you know, I don't need it pre-saved in my library. No. I can, I want to listen to it. I'll right. go and listen to it. But it's like, if I feel like, you know, have it out there because there might be that group of people that just loves to do it or they want to support or something. So like you give them that option, you give a, you know, push it a time or two, it's out there. And then you go out and do exactly the same thing. It's like, you find out like, what's the real thing, you know, like how, like, like I said, like with, we're pushing our Alchematic single now. And it's like, we have all those elements of like, that you almost, that I, that I feel you have to do again. It's our first single. We're figuring all this out as we go, but you get all the elements out there and then you give them the like, all right, but this is how we made it. Or this is like the thought process behind certain things or like the behind the scenes of a a shoot or a recording day. And you can see like, oh, we're people and we're also just like trying to do the thing. And so it's like, is it a useful thing, Spotify or distro people? (laughs) I don't really know. I don't know the numbers on how many pre-saves actually get you listens. Am I going to put it out there? Probably, you know, for now, until something better comes along, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I hear you. Yeah, the promoting thing is definitely, like, I mean, it sucks because, like, you don't want to, like, put yourself out there in a way that's, like, cringy.
2: Right, but then it's, like, you also have to. You have to.
0: I mean, that's kind of just... So
2: if people make fun of you, whatever, let them. Yeah. Yeah, that's... So I I won't make fun of you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We had, like, in my... my, When I had Side Hustle, um, we released our last album, and we had a... Uh, I went like, t- like heavy on the promotion mm-hmm. and like I spent way too much money on a marketing campaign. It was so stupid, but whatever.
3: Whatever.
0: Um, and to like the point where the bass player was like, bro, I'm tired of seeing our stuff on social media. Just stop. I'm like, dude, you're in the band. Like you should be <laughs> oh wanting. Oh my God. Like I don't, ca- I, I don't care how much you see it on there. Like you're not buying a ticket to the show, are you?
3: Yeah, <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Hilarious,
3: yeah.
1: buy a ticket to your own show. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it was just like... It was like, but, you know, it's just, it's promoting is, is the hardest part about this whole thing, honestly, because like there's so many different angles and then there's like marketing versus PR and like what the differences are and like what, why they're both important. And then like, um, and then like creating experiences, like just beyond the show, like I'm watching... Like what they did for the Barbie movie and what they did for like, you know, uh, Oppenheimer and this other one, this new scary one coming out, I forget what it's called. But there's like, you know, first off, the marketing on Barbie, I mean, their budget just must have been ridiculous. (laughs) Um, I mean, I mean, I don't know. So many hundreds of millions of dollars must have gone into marketing on that. That was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, But then like the, uh, there's one for this scary movie where they have like this, this thing set up in like Venice Beach Like you walk up to take a picture and someone pops out of the thing, right? And it's just like, it's just an experience, an immersive experience that you can give people to get excited about something. So taking things like that and figuring out, well, okay, we don't have a million dollar budget to market, right? But like, what can we do that gets people involved and excited and and furthermore, just aware about what's happening? You know, It's, it's hard. Are there things that you've done to like
2: I made some posters yeah. <laughs> and then I realized I mean some people are like ah oh, I saw your poster cool and then you walk by the next day the, the place of business took it down I'm like bro <laughs> really? Oh, yeah no, that's gotta suck yeah I mean I was you know, flying around two days straight just putting up posters it was mainly fun but you just don't know which avenue of marketing is gonna hit or not and knowing okay is it worth it to do this or do I do Facebook ads or whatever um and, like, PR stuff, people think you just automatically get mentioned in radio and da-da-da, but it's like I had to email them, hey, 99.1, I'm singing the anthem. And they're like, cool, we'll, we'll call you at the, the morning of and let our listeners know. And, like, the Florida Times Union guy, we found his email. He said, hey, just letting you know. And then he's like, cool, we'll do a story. So people don't know, you have to outreach and make things happen. Yeah, Totally even if like it's good people just don't know about it So you have to be proactive and
0: that's the whole thing it's like and then you get rejected on that side yeah, too right, right sure
2: I'm like yeah
0: it's the same thing with booking gigs it's like the same process mm-hmm. you gotta put together a little mm-hmm. kit yeah you send it out and yep. hope people get back to you yep I sent out so many things for so our album shit. in our documentary release where I was like mm-hmm. I was like podcasts and local yeah. news outlets and like Coast. Nothing. I was like, dude, not even mm. a local place. Yeah. Are you crazy? That's
2: what's upsetting. What I'm other sure. band
0: put out a fucking documentary? Yeah, no. Dude? Like <laughs> what <That's laughs> it's so just annoying. like it, well, it doesn't it, what it just, you can't get bitter about it, it's just what it is. But like mm-hmm. it's it's that's the thing though. It's it's hard. You know, you gotta put yourself out there and you get rejected and you take the lumps and you just yeah. keep it moving. And you're you know? like
2: oh. Yep.
0: Uh it's a crazy life that we've chosen to, yes. to lead, guys. But we
2: love it. Jump in well, first. Well, you know, yeah.
0: I, I, I tolerate it more at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> I enjoy it. It's fun. It's got its moments. Yeah. Uh, um, like at the Publix checkout line. Yeah, Those exactly. <laughs> yeah, you steal, steal the. Al- I automatic love your, um, <laughs> <laughs>
3: Exactly.
1: Pirate our stuff in person at Publix and all t- and Target and all that stuff. Yeah.
2: Bottom of the bill. I didn't know what a bill was until this year. Literally. Oh, for real. Like, oh, co bills. Like, what does that mean?
0: Yeah. But yeah, because you, you did mostly like like bar gigs around no, town. No, just or, like
2: Instagram videos. <laughs> oh, so
0: you weren't even like really gigging a no, whole lot, just all, mostly social never. media. Yep. Wow. So yep. What, when was your first gig?
2: First, oh gosh. Mm. I did like a charity event after The Voice in Jacksonville Beach.
0: So that was like at a year
2: Right across the street from Casa Marina.
0: Okay,
1: but you did the voice before ever doing a gig.
2: Yep.
0: Wow, that's fucking wild, dude. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> yeah,
2: I
3: know.
1: I
0: Can't even imagine.
2: Yeah, I, uh,
3: I I can't
0: either. What a what a way to get into this I world. Mean, <laughs> yep. I,
2: what a. That's what
0: awesome a though. I, I I watch those artists go up there, and I get anxiety. I've played, hmm. I mean, thousands of gigs by this point, and I Jeez. can't even like fathom being under that pressure. Like, for your first time, like, performing in front of people. That's yeah.
2: Well, it was, weirdly enough, easier than the anthem.
0: Why? What do you think that is?
2: I know. It's, like, way more pressure because you're, like, well, well, the anthem is such a special song and it's, like, the feet, the delay in your ears. and
0: It's also you're by yourself, right? Like by you're, yourself you know, and, and you're in your
2: home state, your hometown, and everyone is in real time watching you right the voice studio was smaller it's i mean even though there was lots of people watching that as well but um yeah but, but well the voice you had you had 30 days to practice and it's a 90 second song Well, the anthem was also 90 seconds but i just had so much time to prepare for that and they they treat you so well on the reality show type deal yeah. the anthem was just like ah. Uh,
0: the whole experience is yeah. just nerve-wracking. Yeah. Get there, do all this shit. And and this is a
2: way harder song, too, than Knocking on Heaven's Door. Yeah. Yeah. True, <laughs> yeah.
1: And I'm sure yeah. there's an element of, like, the voice is, like, you're there to sing. Like, that's what right. it's for versus, like, the Jags game. People want to watch football, and there's this part of it yeah. that everyone there, like, loves. and pre- So the pressure's on, but mm-hmm. that's not even what they're there for. Right, but You still have to right. kill it, or everyone will have an opinion. Yeah, that's a good point. You know? <laughs> just two different minds. I could definitely see... Mm-hmm. And it is a way harder song.
3: Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Well, from what I saw,
1: a crashed nonetheless. So
2: hopefully, <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure, for sure, you um, well. Madison, thanks so much for being with us today.
2: Thank you, Anton and Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah this
0: is an awesome time. I'm glad you were able to make it on.
2: Thank you, guys. Good luck in L.A. If I don't see you until then.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate it, and good luck in your time thank between you. here and Nashville. I hope you figure it out. I'm sure that you will, and whatever you do is going to be the best thing for you, I'm sure.
2: Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye.
0: Peace out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sweet.